button. Hmm. Uh, was this for Friday? I wasn't sure if you were planning on. Uh, no, this will be for tomorrow. Okay. Yeah, I will likely have it out uh, tomorrow morning. Unless the night gets away from me. You never really know. But oh, fuck. Did the night get away from me last week? Holy shit. Here? Yeah. Yeah, I was going to say, you left early. I was. I thought about that. I'm like, yeah, you must have. Well, not early, but like earlier than I would have thought. I have yacked from drinking like four times in my life, and that was the fourth the next morning. Fair enough. I didn't think what I did we that do much. though? Did we do anything? We not, just not really. did this and sat in there. Right? I was I was pounding the beers back pretty good, but I didn't realize. Mm. I guess I maybe had more wine than I thought I did. Like I thought I we had split a, glass a bottle. And a half. Well, we split a bottle, so yeah. two and a half. Okay. Uh. I opened a second bottle. I remember that. I don't remember if you had much of it. Maybe I, I think did, I sampled it, I want to say. but I didn't Seven think I balls? Like no, yeah, you had a glass. So you would have had three and a half glasses. Sheesh. You had all two-thirds right. of a yeah. bottle of wine, pretty much. So. All right. Yeah. Like seven beers. So. Yeah, all right. That, that, yeah, that's uh, fair. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> man, talk radio. Yes, talk radio. It's so boring, man. Okay. Pachuski. <laughs> To the right point, shot by Graves block. Graves with it again. Pacioretty comes away with the puck. Ahead for Stone. Mark Stone moving it on Grubauer. He shoots. He scores! The Golden Knights win game five. 50 seconds into overtime. Thursday, June 10th, 2021, it's uh, an early edition of the Laced Up Hockey Podcast, coming to you uh, a day sooner this week because of some uh, some scheduling conflicts, because it's my girlfriend's birthday, so happy birthday, girlfriend. Uh, I'm James Cole. Happy birthday, Cody Fraser, June 10th, 2021. Uh, 29th birthday, Cody Fraser. Oh, and I'm Brutes Pataglia from the High Button. Uh, it's also my sister's birthday. <laughs> it's also Jonas Salk's birthday. You guys hear about this? Right, I'm just going to look up NHL is born on <laughs> June 10th real quick. Um, that's, yeah, yeah, that's how dead this week is, actually. Is we're yeah. gonna, you know what? You talk. I'm going to go June 10th birthday see what comes up. All right. Well, um, I don't really know how to fill the time there. That'd um, be crazy if it was actually Jonas Salk's birthday. Like, that was just the first name that came to mind for some reason. So That's fair. Ooh, Prince Philip would have been 100 today. Oh. Rest in peace, hey? hey. Rest in pieces, my uh, guy. To the big guy. Yeah. See you later. Yeah. Uh, Kate Upton's twenty-eight. Hey. Um, Sasha Obama, nineteen. Happy birthday, Sasha. Uh, I feel like this is like the ra- the radio segment where it's just. <laughs> oh, <laughs> happy birthday to Kenzie. She's eight years old. Yeah, exactly. Like rocking. <laughs> uh, Jonathan Bennett turns thirty-nine. It's your birthday. Yeah. <laughs> Gonna have a good time. Oh yeah. Uh, there, yeah. I'm not recognizing any other names. Elizabeth Hurley. She's 55. She looks good for 55. Good lord. So my girlfriend and Kate Upton share birthday. That's pretty yeah. Cool. Oh, Bill Burr. Bill Burr. Bill Burr's 52 hey, today. Bill hey, Burr. Bill Burr. Oh yeah. Well, we'll get to that. 
So I, I want to start off this week by apologizing to uh, uh, a large swath of, uh, of the Canadian population. Okay. I fucked up. I fucked up good. Um, now, I didn't mean to fuck up. Well, rare, no people one really rarely does. do, yeah. Right. Um, I'm going to go out and make a mistake today. <laughs> yeah. Is that what Ryan Graves yeah. said in overtime last night? Probably. Yeah. Um, so I, I collect hockey jerseys. Okay. Okay. And I have gotten away from buying, like, the fakes, and I'm strictly trying to, like, keep my collection yeah. really you know, authentic and, and genuine. But every once in a while, I got to jump on a good Fanatics deal. Sure. All right. Now, I bought my girlfriend a Fanatics jersey when the Leafs were up 3-1 to one in the series. Oh I got I got God. her a John Tavares jersey, which is part of her birthday gift. Okay. Okay. Happy birthday. And as soon as I bought that jersey, uh, the Leafs failed to win a game the rest of the playoffs. Right. The night the Leafs got eliminated, I went online because I was I was kind of shifting my focus. Did you buy a Jets jersey? I bought myself a Paul Stasny Jets <laughs> jersey from Fanatics because it was insanely oh, no. cheap. And oh, no. the Jets didn't win another playoff game after that. So Don't tell me <sighs> that Tomorrow morning, when this episode goes out, that you're going to go out and buy a Phil Deneau jersey. Don't tell me. Well, better than going out there and buying like a Nathan McKinnon jersey and really ruining it for everybody. Oh, yeah. But, well, I don't know if they're going to need the, uh, your help to lose, my that's, guys. That's fair. So I just want to take a moment to apologize. Because you, you know how sometimes you're out shopping and you're, maybe you're buying stuff that's not for you, but you know that the cashier is uh, kind of... Everything I buy is for me. I okay. am the most well, impulsive fucking right. person. That's why I'm horrible to buy gifts for, my guy. I already own everything that yeah. I possibly want. If I want something, I buy it. You never been out just like picking something up for somebody else, though. Um, like a bottle of gold schlock. No, I vodka, buy other people gifts. For, for... Yeah, I was I was gonna make a joke about how I don't have anyone to buy gifts okay. for. That's not true. Like I, I, yeah, there's a fucking yeah. a lot of people to buy gifts mm-hmm. for. So, um, I didn't but, buy Cody anything. But it's, yeah, his like, his birthday gift was me y- saying you can tell birthday. that the cashier is kind of judging you. While you're buying whatever, because it's a little embarrassing. Well, it like, depends what you're buying. I, guess. I, I felt that was like the hockey guys were judging me for buying. Things. It's like it's like no, no, like it's not really. Like, some of it's for me, but it's not all for me. And, and just, right. they, didn't, they didn't care. They yeah, saw no, me they buying it. They don't and, care, and they called me on my shit. Yeah, so. I, I mean that's life as a Leaf fan, right? You're not superstitious, but you are a little stitious for very, sure. Very I don't much. know, like that whole cashier thing, though. Like I don't know if that ever, like. Don't you think you get kind of numb to it as a cashier a little bit? Because like, I'm for the first time in my life, like I I take cash orders from people, and I never have worked a job where I've done that before, and like I don't really pay attention to even what people are getting. I guess what I'm getting at is like, if you're a cashier at Shoppers Drug Mart, do you think you ever get used to people buying condoms? I would say so. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I feel like that would. Well, I mean, like, I mean, it's different for you and I because we're fucking like twenty eight, twenty nine. But like, do you think like a an eighteen year old girl ever gets used to that kind of thing? You know what I mean? Or even actually, even worse, an eighteen year old guy. I I think they do honestly. Yeah. Like, I think once you do something like a, a dozen times, that's fair. What I'm talking about is like is like the really. Wait, what were you referring to there? Like the really weird ones. Like I had to once go into Value Village to buy clothes. To dress up as Nikki Six from Motley Crue. Right, I do remember that. And like the cashier was very friendly and engaged in a conversation with me about like, oh, are these like for your girlfriend? Because I was with my girlfriend at the time, and I was like, no, they're for me. And then I had to like really take a moment to step back and think about what I just said and how do I frame this the right way. And my best response was, no, I'm performing. 
And that didn't really help. So... You ever been to a drag show? I don't think so. No, I don't think so. I hear they're fun. Oh, yeah. My cousin loves them. Like, they look mint. I just, yeah. I've never been to one. She She's invited me to a couple. Um, I've always, like, I'm not... I'm not icky about that kind of thing. I'm not one of those people that wouldn't go to have, like, I'd absolutely go and have a great time. I just, the schedule never works out for whatever reason. And then it's been COVID for two years, so. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, I actually went to my first drag show last week. Oh. Uh, under, underground drag show. <laughs> it's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, they seem like a, a wild time. I've never heard about that. A good party. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's really no way to segue out of that. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I got nothing. I don't have anything there. Sorry. Um, something really cool happened uh, because, like, uh, of the things that happened, which there aren't a lot of uh, this week, something oh, yeah. really cool did happen. Um, Is it hockey? Or are we just going to yeah, talk about no. Loki for, like, 45 minutes here? Oh, I haven't watched it yet, so <laughs> pro- probably won't. Um, Good. I don't plan to either. Uh, I may get the first name wrong. Taya Curry? Taya Curry. Taya yeah. Curry. Taya Curry. I, th- I think Taya. That, that's that most, sounds right. Most of my experience me. has been Taya. I don't think t- is Taya a name. Anything could be a name. I give. I, I guess. So. All right. Yeah. Taya Curry. Let's <laughs> go with Taya. I think that's the best bet. Um, drafted to the OHL, the first woman to be selected to the uh, OHL. Not the first of the CHL. I was. I was a bit surprised. If I didn't realize that Man Renome had actually been drafted to the WHL <sighs> back in the day. I'm kind of surprised Shannon Zabados wasn't at any point. That's fair. You know? Yeah. Maybe she was, like, she might have already been, like, at the Canada, like, level at that point. Though, yeah. Right at 16. I don't really like, know a lot about her career path, too. Like, I don't know if maybe she was, like, a late bloomer kind of thing or yeah. something, too. Like, I don't know if she wasn't maybe all that great when she was, like, a teenager. To, to I mean, good enough, anyway. The Sarnia Sting took uh, Curry in the 14th round, 267th overall. Yep. Uh, in the 2021 Priority Selection Draft. Um, look, 14th rounders in the OHL. You can ask Cody Frazier. They rarely make it. Happy birthday, Cody. That that might be his exact draft position. It's a, it's a round there. Where are we going to find that? It's, the two, it's 260 to 280. It's in there. I know that for sure. I don't know why I know that. Sudbury Wolves. Wow, the Cody Fraser episode, eh? Let's, let's see. The third thing that pops up, laced up a hockey podcast. Oh, dear. we got to get that <laughs> that's, off. That's a bad we sign. we got to find a way to get that off the Former internet. Former Sudbury Wolves draft pick. Yeah, Cody Fraser. Uh, does it say anywhere here? Where? I don't know if Elite Prospects has, like, draft stuff. I don't know if it'll have OHL draft. Like, yeah. he should have a page. He does have a page here. I'm looking <clears> at it. Oh, well, there it is. 13th round, 242nd overall. Really? Yeah. Wow, that's early. Yeah. Good for him. <laughs> that's early. <laughs> well, fucking good pick then, I 25, guess. 25 picks after uh, the legendary spot that Cody Frazier was selected. Taya Curry, mm-hmm. uh, once again, first female draft of the OHL. This is really fucking cool. Like, wh- whether or not she plays a game, I, th- I think you can make the argument that, you know, Depth charts, especially goaltending depth charts uh, at this level of hockey, are such that it's going to be tough for anybody in in this in these late rounds to to break through and make it. But just the fact that we're talking about you know a woman breaking that barrier, I think is is fantastic. I, th- I think it's it's groundbreaking, uh, obviously. And um, what I what I don't want to see is, is this turn into some sort of 
you know, oh, we'll, we'll give her a game down the road for, you know, press points or, you know, uh, social media clicks or something on the... Like, I, I'm, I'm happy for her. By all accounts, she seems to be a fantastic hockey player. I want to see her make it on her own merit. And uh, I'm hoping that she's given the opportunity to do so. And uh, I applaud everyone involved uh, that, that made this happen. Yeah, I mean, well, like she, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I, there were a lot of people that were trying to argue that this was strictly a PR move, and I don't. Uh, I don't buy that. I don't. I don't really buy that. I mean, you know, like, like to really analyze it, I don't. Obviously, I don't know anything about her other than when she was picked. Like the 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 big barrier should be, and you know, it it, it shouldn't be other things. Like the big barrier for her should be that she's a five foot seven goaltender. Exactly. So hopefully she grows a little bit, and 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 if not, she's going to have to be pretty damn good to make fucking saves at five seven at a OHL level and beyond. Uh, but aside from that, like I don't, uh, I don't really. I, I it's it's amazing if you're someone who isn't completely in the know to uh, like the hockey community to the level that James and I are. Uh, first off, count your lucky fucking stars because it's a depressing place to be. And the second thing is, you really should go and, and look at some of the replies to uh, to the tweet of her getting drafted because, like, you'd like to think that the amount of people who think this kind of thing are, are it's a small group that she shouldn't have been drafted and that this is just a PR move and all that kind of stuff. And you go on the internet and it's fucking everywhere. And then there's people like it is just egregious the shit that people will say to other people on the internet about this kind of stuff. Um, so that, that was disgusting this week. I, you know, it's just, it seems like every few days, uh, we get to revisit how brutal it is to, uh, be a fan of this sport with some of these fucking people that seem to also like it. Um, how brutal it is for women in this sport because it's, uh, it, it's, it's ridiculous on it, quite honestly. Like it's, it's insane the level of scrutiny that they face compared to men, um, you know, at a media level and, and going back to Taya, like she's gonna get it for forever like she's gonna get it as she goes through the ranks and and tries to make this happen but um you know is she gonna care hopefully not right it shouldn't matter and um it's a great step in the right direction and i think that's really all that we should be focused on here you know yeah um nothing here in terms of you know her statistics or numbers with her triple a team uh, last season, I, I've I remember reading somewhere that they had the numbers and it, it was pretty, you know, uh, impressive. Uh, you know what she was what she was doing for a goaltender. Never never mind. You know, we're talking about a woman. I don't care who you are. The numbers were were shocking to me uh, to begin with. I can't find the page at the moment, but uh, regardless. Um, she she goes on to mention uh, Shannon Zabados uh, as you pointed out, uh, a big influence on her. She likes to model her game af- uh, after her style. And uh, one one thing that I thought was very uh, very interesting is is despite her selection in the OHL, um, she has uh, NCAA aspirations. Nice. Uh, well, that's, so that's a that's a good way to aim. Yeah, for uh, sure. That that alone could keep her from playing in the OHL as you know you can't qualify for NCAA if, if you have OHL experience. Yeah, so, that's interesting. Um, I didn't know that. You know, w- w- I-, I think at the end of the day, whether we see her or not at the OHL level, uh, th- this is going to be, you know, a-, a hell of a goaltender, uh, be it whatever league she's in. 
uh, for the next uh, 15 years potentially. Like you know, we're talking about what what I imagine is going to be a, a long tenured Canadian starter at the Olympic level, the World Championships. Mm-hmm. Uh, that that's the track uh, that we seem to be following here, and and um, really want to take some time out and and, and mention that because I, I think it. It, obviously, it's never happened. So I was going to say it's, it's something you don't see very often. Yeah, literally never seen it before. So, yeah. Uh, the, yeah, the important part, at least in the short term, is that it gets the conversation going. That you know, a lot of hockey fans looked at this and was like, "Yeah, I guess you could, in theory, draft a woman in the OHL, right? Like, I, I guess you could." And hopefully, it gets people thinking that way because. Um, you know, obviously there, there could be some challenges for, uh, the hockey skater, depending, uh, like it doesn't matter. Gen- gender doesn't matter. Like, obviously you just have to consider that, but like all you need to do as a goaltender is be athletic and stop the fucking puck. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't really matter who you are, or where you come from. If you can do that, then you have value in the sport. So, uh, there's no real no real reason why we shouldn't see more women kind of take that path in the future uh, if they're good enough for sure to to piggyback a little bit off of another podcast that I listened to oh nice um uh, Ian Mendez was it missing curfew with Shane O'Brien and uh, Scotty Upshaw? I'm not familiar my guy uh, I'm just throwing names out there I know of three hockey podcasts oh, or okay. one of them so uh Ian Mendez and Haley Slavin uh, on the oh. athletic hockey show uh, they were talking about the uh, the Taya Curry uh, draft, and um, they, Ian asked uh, a really good question. Uh, he, he put it out uh, to, uh, to Haley. Uh, in the next 20 years, and I'll ask you the same question, Brutes. In the next 20 years, will we see a, a woman general manager, a woman coach, a woman player, all of the above or none of the above in the NHL? In the next 20 years. Well, there's no real reason we shouldn't see... Uh, there's certainly no reason we shouldn't see a woman coach. Like, none at all, really. Uh, that That is something that is kind of shocking that it hasn't that happened. That feels like the maybe best. Not a, maybe not a head coach. Uh, I mean, not that that shouldn't be a thing. I'm just saying like that, you know, it, it doesn't necessarily... It is weird that it hasn't happened at any level. It's, yeah. it's, it, what I'm getting at is that it, it is very bizarre to me that no team even employs a female video coach. Right. Because how many video coaches in the league can you name? I can name one. It's Matt Prefontaine, and I only know that because I write about the fucking Jets. <laughs> why Why are there none? You know what I mean? So there, there's no reason at all. Like, yeah. That has no bearing. General manager, there's no reason that shouldn't happen other than that's just a harder job to get, and there's only so many of them is kind of what I'm getting at, right? Coaches in the league, there's hundreds of them. There's yeah. hundreds of coaches in the NHL. Uh, for general managers, there's 31. And uh, 26 of those 31 are guys that used to play or guys that used to be a general manager of a different team. So, uh, that it's a harder job to get. But, I mean, depending what happens, I wouldn't be completely shocked if Rachel Dory is the general manager of an NHL team within the next 10 years, to be quite honest with you. Um, you know? I I think I think there are names out there. So it could be Wickenheiser, obviously, she's made. Wick a... Wick is obviously getting pretty pretty high up there in the mm-hmm. Leafs organization. Eventually, someone's probably going to want to talk to her for something else. So uh, yeah, I think there's a lot of I think there are a lot of options. Anyway, uh, player, I mean, that's harder to slice, right? But you know, yeah, that that feels almost too. 
like you want to say yeah in the next 20 years but it's just the culture of the sport right and like you you don't really see how it happens we had Manon Rayom for a period of an exhibition game 30 years ago and, and yeah. that's been it I'll say there are little things in the sport that if you think back to 10 years ago about the culture of the NHL and the culture of hockey is vastly different now than it was 10 years ago and way more different you know what I mean, uh, from 2010 to 2020, as it was from 2010 to 20, from 2000, you know. So um, I think that is a positive sign that maybe we are moving forward and things are going to start to change. Uh, but, yeah, I don't know. Women player, that that's a harder one to slice for mm-hmm. sure. I don't, I don't know for sure. And the other thing is, too, is I don't know what the game's going to look like in 20 years. You know what I mean? The actual on-ice product could be a lot different. Like, if, if we're talking about a league that's 4-on-4 four four versus 5-on-5, five five, then for sure. You know what I mean? But as the league is still 5-on-5 and is still this very, uh, you know, not as much as it was in the 90s, but still very much a clutch and grab and use your fucking massive frame sort of league, it gets harder for smaller players, right? And I'm hoping in the future that the game moves away from that and becomes a lot faster and becomes a lot more of a skill sport and less of a clutch and grab league than it is right now. But we are where we are, so I I don't know. That, That one's hard to say. I'll say coach for sure. General manager, I'll be optimistic and say yes. Player, eh, 50-50, I'd say. If I narrowed it to head coach? I would hope so. I, I would hope so. Would you, what, what would you bump it above general manager at that point? Well, I do have you're it talking above. Oh, about what I just say, head coach? Yeah, I think, I think that's more likely than general manager. Okay. Yeah, I think largely the coaches in the league are probably smarter than uh, the general managers in the league, so that makes sense. That's fair. I wouldn't be completely shocked if Kyle Dubas cans Sheldon Keefe in a couple of years and names Haley Wickenheiser the coach. Would would you would you you know? I could see it. Yeah, why not? Fuck it. Sure, she's Whoa. awesome. How could get How could it get worse? The Habs were standing on our logo in that dressing room, and we knew that we couldn't take that. I don't remember how that speech goes, to be honest, yeah. but it was a cool speech. Sheldon, uh, why did you feel the need to move to uh, to Wickenheiser for the position? Well, she's a winner. I mean. Um... She's got, what, 18 gold medals at the Olympics? Yeah. Well, what am I going to do? Yeah. What has oh. Sheldon Keefe ever won? Yeah. Exactly. hey Yeah, exactly. Uh, why'd you go with Haley Wickenheiser as a head coach? Well, you know, she's the greatest player of all time, and that always works as a head coach in the league. Oh! Hey! hey that's a Wayne Gretzky joke. All right. Well, uh, speaking of... Uh, Wayne Gretzky? Well, no, I was going to say, speaking of, like, hot takes and fire. Oh, yeah. wow! Uh, Have we had any hot takes? Sports' biggest so. villain. Uh, this is something that you... <laughs> Sent me that you were kind of interested who, in talking who? about. I don't even remember who tweeted out. Was it the Ringer? People's Sports Podcast. <laughs> I don't know who that is. Is that a Ringer podcast? Uh, Charlotte Wilder seems to be. Oh, a Charlotte fan. Wilder. Yeah. Okay, she. Fuck, where's oh, she working? Charlotte Wilder. Is she? I know Charlotte she was Wilder. at Sports Illustrated. She's not there anymore. She. I don't know. She's got no. She just keeps moving up oh, every yeah. year. Like every year, she gets a new job that's like cooler, and I just that don't remember or she, she just now. like adds two, and she has twelve. Yeah, it's crazy, yeah. man. It's awesome. She's great. Shout out Charlotte Wilder. Uh, yeah, no, like, who's Happy the birthday. greatest... Shout out older. Happy birthday. Maybe, yeah. <laughs> uh, I'll see if I can find the answer on that. But, uh, yeah, no, like, who's the greatest villain in the history of sports? Because I think... The history of sports, so, like, not active. Oh, well, I was going to wow. go with the history, but, I mean, I even active. Okay, well, let, let, like, for active. Okay. Who would be active? I, I think you have a hard time picking anybody other than Tom Brady. Yeah, eh? Cause like even and it, it all it all depends on your perspective too. Like Tom Brady's a good answer, I think, but like 
like for me, but like not for most people. For me, it's it's. I mean, if he counts as active, it's probably Conor McGregor. I think Conor McGregor's a villain. He's a fucking asshole. But like a lot yeah. of people like him. Yeah. So I don't. You know what I mean? Like a lot of people like Tom Brady too. Oh, but even sure. the people who like Tom, like me, I'm just like, yeah, that's fine if you hate him. Like, if he weren't on my team, I'd hate him, too. Even if he didn't... Especially if he had never won anything. I'd fucking hate the guy. Well, and that's the other thing, too. Like, if, if he had played his entire career with New England, I think he's less of a villain. But because he, he jumped ship, he went to Tampa Bay, and he won, I'm, I am I think, I could be wrong, but I, I have a feeling there's a lot, enough Pats fans that are like, oh, fuck this guy, that hmm. now he's there probably kind of a villain... Some. To that, like even even the club that he's probably most revered in, he's probably yeah. some of them are even. The problem with him. that though is like it 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 comes with the misunderstanding that Tom Brady straight up left New England and not that New England also was like yeah we're not like it was a mutual parting of ways. Mm-hmm. New England was like yeah we're we're done here and you can keep going and we'll, we wish you all the best kind yeah. of thing and you know what I mean. But that was he was never they were he was never getting another deal there. He was terrible his last year in New England. Now um, is for for my all time answer. Charlotte, Charlotte Wilder's and, uh, birthday, by the way, is March twenty fifth. Hmm. Happy belated. Happy belated. Um, for my all for for all time, it doesn't say in in the tweet you sent. Does this have to be a player? Not necessarily. Okay. So I think. What are you going to go with, Steve Bartman? Or? I think my <laughs> whoa. Ah, you're a Cubs fan ah, all of a sudden. Man, if the I Cubs see. had won hey. a few years ago, maybe he's on the table. Oh, um, God, that's so. Annoying. It's it's gonna be Peter Pocklington. You think the greatest villain in the history of sports? I think even Harold Ballard hasn't beaten hockey. You know, Harold Ballard never sold a I, couple championships. I get it. No, I'm not defending Peter Puck. Oh. I'm just <laughs> just saying. Ballard's a good one. Yeah, Ballard's I don't know. Current current sport for me, like McGregor, wasn't really my answer. It's just like okay. that was like my first my 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 answer. See, but like. Alright, I realize I'm the one who sent the question, but, like, greatest villain or biggest villain, right? Because, like, greatest villain like might be, girth? like, someone you kind of love to hate. Biggest villain would be, like, who is the most universally hated. So, for me, current in sports, I mean, I, I get that a lot of people don't watch golf, but it's Patrick Reed, I would, I would have to say. Patrick Reed is the most fucking despicable, one of the most despicable people ever. I don't know who that is. He's a golfer. He's a bad guy. Mm-hmm. He's horrible. He, he steal money yeah. from his roommates in college. He his, dogs and he, he doesn't talk to his family because they don't like his wife because she fucking steals shit from people. Like, they're just horrible, man. They're horrible people. Hmm. Horrible people. Patrick Reed's on the list for sure. Fuck him. Okay. I cheered for him. Uh, I will admit I cheered for him in the Masters a few years ago before I knew that he was a bad guy because uh, we have the same body type. Uh, and Cody Fraser was cheering for him that weekend. Oh, so I'll shout out Cody Fraser. Happy birthday. Um, yeah. I don't know. That that would probably be my current, I think, is Patrick Reed. You know? Okay. Okay. Yeah. Like, I don't know if there's... Is there really, like, a basketball villain currently active? If LeBron didn't go in the first round this year, maybe. Yeah, but, but like, do people dislike LeBron? Like, do a lot of people dislike I'm LeBron? I'm getting pretty annoyed of him. I yeah. will say that. I don't like the guy. The guy's a great, great player. I'm just getting, like... Like, that stat that, that came out the other day about how, like, for the first time since 2010, you're not going to have LeBron or Curry in the finals. It's like... Or Kawhi. No, it was just Curry or LeBron since 2010. Mm-hmm. Well, there was a different stat where there's one with Kawhi, but I thought it was 2010. 
Uh, no, I, I swear there was a Spurs. I think Kawhi goes back to like 05, if you add that. Yeah, no, that that would also wouldn't make sense because it was Celtics Lakers like a few times in the late 2000s. Mm. Kobe and, and shit. Yeah, I don't know, but like uh, it's it's that is crazy about the LeBron thing, though. Like that is kind of crazy, you know. It is the one year he made the playoffs with an actual good team, and it's just like, eh. you know, kind of. This year? Yeah. Oh, I thought the Lakers sucked. They sucked. They're good on paper. Oh. Yeah, they have guys. Okay. They got the, they got fucking LeBron and Anthony Street Clothes Davis, two best players in the league. Hmm. Where, do, where do we like fit in like base? I, I feel like baseball has a lot of villain type. Currently. Well, just like the the nature of the sport lends itself to having a lot of villains yeah. available. Like, is there a pitcher that just loves to beam guys? Or I mean, I, I think if we're talking all time, like Barry Bonds gets in the conversation for sure. How can you not like Barry Bonds? Everyone hates him because of the steroid thing. I don't. I, I fucking love Barry Bonds. Watching him try to break that record was the most fun I've ever had watching baseball in my entire life. Mm. And I'm a Red Sox fan. It was insane. That month, every game, it was nationally televised. It's like, ah, Barry Bonds, let's see if he breaks the record tonight. He'd go like 0 for 4, but like, every time he came up to the bat, the world stopped. Like, this is before Twitter. It's like, my God, turn it on, Barry Bonds at bat. You turn it on, he's shaking his bat, and he's up there for like 30 seconds. And, and ball just, four. Yeah, they just walk him every time. And be like, ah, well, it's not bad. And like, Barry Bonds finished a game five, played appearances, they were all walks. Yeah. Hmm. They walked home five runs because it was better than... Uh, the Giants win yeah. five-nothing. Yeah. Uh, let, let's expand this a little bit. What's, what's the biggest sports villain like? that's a team? Is it the Yankees? Is it the, is it the New York Yankees machine well, that prints championships? And I'll, I'll give my answer for who I think is the greatest sports villain of all time. Okay. And it answers your team question at the same time. Oh, okay. I think that... Christian Leitner is the greatest sports villain of all time. I don't know who that is. Well, I, I guess you are new to college basketball. So Christian Leitner played uh, college basketball in the... Let's see if I can get all this, this the numbers right here. I wrote an essay on this before. Oh. Uh, Christian Leitner played college basketball in the early 90s, and he's a former NBA player. But in the 90s, he played for the Duke Blue Devils. I've heard of them. Yes. And uh, Coach uh, Mike Krzyzewski, who's retiring next year. Happy birthday. Um, Leitner. <laughs> Happy birthday, Mike Krzyzewski. Uh, Christian Leitner was just a guy who leaned so hard into being hated. He would hit a basket and fucking do the, the shush over the mouth thing. This is in the 90s when this wasn't really a thing you'd see that much either, especially from college athletes. Okay. He is just, there's a, well, I'll put it this way. There's a 30 for 30 documentary about him called I Hate Christian Leitner. And if you've never seen it, you should watch it and you're going to kind of like Christian Leitner a little bit, but you are going to completely understand why everyone hates Christian Leitner. They do an amazing job of explaining why he was so hated. So I, I think it's Christian Leitner just because he was not even a professional athlete at the time, and he was getting like booed the minute he got to the NBA because of his college team by people who had nothing... like. He could be playing his first year as a rookie in the NBA, and he's getting booed by people all across the country who didn't even have a rooting interest in the Duke Blue Devils or anything. They just fucking hated this kid. To me, and and he did a good job of being kind of hated at the NBA level, just not, you know. He was on the uh, the Miracle, uh, the basketball team there that won in the Olympics. 
He was like the one guy. The that, team. Yeah, he was the one guy who got picked for all the like, eh, that's kind of weird. He got picked because of his fucking college play. Never heard of this guy. That's that's why Christian Leitner, yeah. Um, so sorry, that answers the the blue. The I think Duke the Duke Blue, blue Devils, Devils, though, right? Like, if anyone who watches fucking, they're 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 the New York Yankees, except the Yankees pay their players. Ah, I see. What you, I see. What you Feed did there. their players, I and the Duke Blue Devils uh, kind of don't really. Oh, okay. So yeah, college sports, not too good. Yeah, it's it's a, yeah. No, that's that would that would be my answer. I think of all time. Okay. Yeah, I, I would go Yankees or Bruins. I think the Bruins, eh? I just think, like, they've got this reputation. It's not like, really a soccer team that gets that reputation, is there? Yeah, well, you know, FC Barcelona. You know, those fucking... Are they hated? I have no idea. Wow. The... Yeah. can't remember the last time I watched a football match on the pitch. Right. Yeah. Yeah, the... The Osaka uh, Coast Giants of the Japanese Baseball League. Uh, you know, no one likes them. I don't know. Um, <laughs> to the NHL, uh, the playoffs are still going on. <laughs> so, uh, do you have a do you have an athlete though? Yeah, I, I, I thought I, I thought I said no. of all time. Oh, well, a- you said you athlete. said I said Pocklington. You said Pocklington. Yeah. yeah, and then you said the Yankees or the Bruins as, as a team. Yeah. yeah, as a team. Yeah. But do you have an athlete an himself? Athlete. Oh boy. Um. It's a tough one, right? It really is. Like, I'm so hockey oriented as as like by a default, but I'm trying to think. Like, actually, I I mean another good answer I think is Alex Rodriguez. That's fair, right? Like, who fucking like Yankees fans hate fucking A Rod? Most of them. Nobody likes A Rod. You know who I fucking hated as an athlete? Hmm. A Rod. Tony Stewart. Tony Stewart sucks. Tony Stewart sucks. And like, sure. and he was he wasn't like shy about it. Like, no, like, he leaned into that. That was my dad's. You know what? Racer. I'll give NASCAR some credit here. Their drivers lean into their personalities. There, you know what I mean? They're not afraid to like get in a wreck and be like, "Ah, oh, so what did you think about that race?" And be like, "Yeah, you know, Kyle Busch, he's a dirty son of a bitch, and I hope he rots in hell." Oh, whoa! All right, hey, back hey, to you, hey, uh, Michael Waltrip. Yeah. And you're like, whoa. What a personality on hey, that hey, young Kurt Bush, eh? Be hey, like the Kyle diggity, Bush and diggity, Kurt diggity, Bush. Diggity, diggity, diggity. Let's go race. <laughs> That's Daryl Walter. Oh, wow. <laughs> There's like five families in NASCAR. Mm. That's all you need to know. There's the Earnhardts, the Petties, uh, the Waltrips. Who did I say? Levantes. The Bush. And the, the, there's the Labontes, yeah. and then there's the Penskys. Okay. Everyone. That's um, everyone. And I, I might be saying Tony's like I'm glad you approved of that because I, mean, I all I remember about Tony Stewart really Tony is Stewart that sucks. whenever he would crash he would always have a temper tantrum. Oh, big but, time! But also, like he was my dad's favorite racer, and my dad's a big car guy. And bef- before he before he won a single championship, before he maybe even won a race, I remember him as his, his rookie season. My guy was Jimmy Johnson, and for Tony Stewart's entire career. Jimmy Johnson was going out there and winning championships like mm. six times in a row. My dad fucking hated Jimmy Johnson, right. and I hated Tony Stewart. And Bastard, it was eh? it was great. We all we always uh, used to debate over that. It was, yeah. it was fun, and I was winning for a change. I so. remember when I used to watch NASCAR. My uh, I would watch NASCAR with my dad and his wife. And his wife's favorite driver is Jimmy Johnson. My dad's favorite driver is uh, Jeff Gordon. My favorite driver is Casey Kane, who like would win. A race every two yeah. years. Look great it was qualifying. Like, oh, yeah, it looked great. And even in the race, be like, oh, he's like in eighth. 
And he'd be like 8th every, like, 3 out of every 4 weeks. And the next week he'd finish 40th. And he just would never get enough points. Because, like, you got to mix in a win, my guy. Yeah, like, you got to help. <laughs> you got to, like, win a race here, dude, bro. Like, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, I'll go Tony Stewart out of a personal. Tony Stewart. Vendetta. Okay. Yeah. And I'll go Christian Leitner. Slash Patrick Reed. Fuck that guy. To the NHL, the playoffs. Like I said, they're still going on despite us not talking about them because, I don't know, I don't oh, care. I was, I was kind of hoping we would go the whole week without directly talking about the NHL. Uh. <laughs> like, like talk hockey, but not, like, actually reference the NHL's existence. That'd be a, that'd be a weird... Yeah, uh, sorry, I guess That'd we'll, be a weird episode. We'll do it. Uh, the Vegas Golden Knights are up 3-2 in their series against the Colorado Avalanche after winning three straight games. Uh, when we talked last, the Avalanche were up 2-0 in the series. This is interesting for, for a couple of reasons. Obviously, a lot of people were really high on the Avalanche. Uh, they came out swinging in Game 1, 7-1. Yeah. Right? It's a fucking... Uh, they might be the best hockey team ever. Here's the thing that I love. And I, I hate... Look. Here we go. We, we, we are not professionals. The, the double preface. I love <laughs> we, it. We, we are not professionals. In what we do here. We, we like doing it. We enjoy that people like listening to us do it. But at the end of the day, like, we're not texting Jim Benning or anybody else for that matter. And, like, having any sort of insight to anything that goes on the league. We mm-hmm. react to the things that happen. Mm-hmm. What I absolutely love was, again, on the Athletic Hockey Show, this time with Ian Mendez and Sean McIndoe. Oh, nice. Uh, Sean referenced the fact that the... 1999 uh, Red Wings. The 99 Red Wings. Uh, yeah. They, they went out it. and they looked like a juggernaut. They had a great regular season. They loaded up at the deadline. They go to the playoffs. They sweep round one. They win the first two games of the second series. And they lost four straight. And got knocked out. The first two games of the second of the series? Of the second series. Oh, sorry. So they okay. were 6-0 through, th- through their first six games. No, 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 yeah. I, for some reason, I heard 3-0. and I'm like, no, they didn't. And he stopped, and he said, this Avalanche team reminded me a lot of that team. They oh, swept wow. the first. They won the first two. And he, and, so? he, and he said, I could see them going out in the next four, even though we're all talking about these guys as being, like, the best team of the year. Yeah. Now, ironically, I mean, the <laughs> team in 99 that knocked the Red Wings out were the, Red, uh, the Avalanche. So, yeah. yeah, a nice little well, homage. I mean, but, but the other thing with that, too, right, is, like, the Avalanche in 99, correct me if I'm wrong, like, they were also a good team. Like, they didn't win the Stanley Cup, but, like, I think they had a pretty good regular season. They, and we're talking okay. about this year's yeah. Avalanche with the Vegas Golden Knights, and, like, the Vegas Golden Knights are one of those teams where they they did not get nearly enough credit for how good they were in the regular season, right? Because, like, they don't have as many sexy fucking players as the Avalanche do in the sense of, you know, wow, look at this guy on a night-to-night basis. They don't amaze you with these crazy highlight reel plays. They don't have the underlying numbers that the Colorado Avalanche do, which, you know, let's be honest, basically no team uh, since they've been doing analytics has the numbers the Avalanche have. Like, their numbers are fucked. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, like, I understand why 82-point versus 82-point team, but you're giving the Avalanche the far edge. But, you know, there's a really good chance the Golden Knights are the fucking best team in the NHL. (laughs) Like, it's very likely. Right. You know? So game five goes over time. Uh, Mark Stone, fifty seconds in, gets the winner. It's awesome. Yeah, um, it's awesome. Begs the question: Are we going seven here? I, I, I think a lot of people had the series going that way, but I don't think anybody had either team winning three in a row either. So uh, this, this feels like a series that's over. 
Like, uh, you're losing in overtime like that, yeah. and then you're going back to Vegas. I'll give Colorado uh, some credit. Is last night was the best they've looked since game one, right? Because they won game two in overtime, but they they were severely outplayed. Mm-hmm. Uh, they got destroyed in game three. They got pretty well run over in game four. And they weren't great last night, but they probably they probably should have won the game, right? Yeah. Like, the first period was one of those things where you look back on it now and you're like, fuck, it could have been 5 nothing." Yeah, yeah, but it wasn't. Like, the Golden Knights did what they do best, which is they just... Fucking make seem to make these clutch plays all the time. They get blo- shot blocks at the right time. They get saves at the right time. Like they're just a team that's so good that they can get outplayed and still defend well enough to win. Where the Avalanche can get outplayed and still score enough to win, but they're not doing that right now. So it's just a battle of two contrasting styles. You're right; it does feel over. I think it is over. Like I think uh, I. If any team's going to go into Vegas's arena, which I still don't know what it's called after four years in the league. Well, it's a T-Mobile arena. Is that arena. T-Mobile yeah. arena? Okay, I guess I did know that. If any team's going to go into T-Mobile and win a game six, the Avalanche are the team that are going to do it. But do I think they're going to do it? No, I think I think Vegas is a safe bet in game six, right? I would agree. You know? Yeah. I, I, I think it's over. I mean, to that point, too, like you talk about them reminding Sean of the 99 Red Wings, like Kale McCarr also did raise a good point where the 2001 Avalanche did this exact same fucking thing too. You know what I mean? They went down 3-2 to two in the in the semifinal and came back to win at 7. So, you know, maybe they do that. We'll have to see. Uh, game, game 6 It was goes, also 20 years ago. 6 games. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> game, game 6 goes tonight. You can uh, probably catch that uh, hopefully after you hear us talk about it, because it would be kind of kind of weird to hmm. watch it and then go back and Yeah, hopefully us. I don't sleep all morning and forget to put this yeah. out. Well, there you go. It's always a risk when you hit the hit the piss. Uh, wow. The New York Islanders... If I, if I didn't already have the episode titled Happy Birthday, Cody Fraser, that uh, would be the episode title, but... <laughs> uh, Happy the, Birthday, Cody Fraser. The New York Islanders look poised to take on the Tampa Bay Lightning... Uh, up four to one through two over the Boston Bruins as we're recording, uh, a win sets them up with a date with <sighs> Tampa Bay, a repeat of last year's Eastern Conference Finals. Pretty fucked up. I don't want to watch that. Well, I want to watch Boston Tampa. You, you don't have to. <laughs> but I, will, I like watching hockey. I got nothing else to I watch. Really I haven't watched now. hockey since the no. Happened. That's fair. Uh, I've watched every minute of Vegas, Colorado. You I can't almost, stop me. I almost turned overtime on last night, and I shit you not, I was like getting in my room. I was setting everything up, checked my phone. Game's over. Okay, missed overtime. Yeah, fifty seconds in, that'll happen, I guess. So right. I'm sure this is my favorite series to watch since probably like Philly Pittsburgh in 2012. There when. You remember when it was oh. like, it took an hour and a half to get through the first period because like Crosby was just fighting Giroux every five minutes yeah. at center ice. Crowds chanting, Crosby sucks. I think I think Philly actually beat Pittsburgh in that Six series. Games. I don't even remember. But I remember loving that series. This this might be my favorite series since then. Rangers, yep. Montreal was going to be really fun and then Price got hurt, so that kind of sucked. That, uh, that Philly series was when everybody started talking about Claude Giroux like as if he was the best player in hockey. Remember that? Remember that era of, of, yeah. of uh, being a fan? You remember when Sidney Crosby was done? That was fun. It was a fun 18 months where we were like, yeah, Sid the Kitty's done. You know who the best player in the world is? It's either Claude Giroux or Steven Stamkos. Okay. That's, that's neat. 
Uh, it's probably the same time Ovechkin was having like 32 goals in a season. Yeah, like, oh, like for sure. Top scoring they were done, man. Sid, yeah. Sid, people forget, Sid versus Ovi was not a thing for a few years. Yeah. was not a thing. You know why? Because the, the Capitals, if they made the playoffs, uh, sucked ass. And the Penguins would be really good in the regular season despite Sidney Crosby not playing at all. And then they'd show up for the playoffs and lose in like five games to the fucking like Yaroslav Halak. It was fucked. Gives me hope as a Leaf fan you know, in, in some ways. Um, yeah, the Penguins were bad for a long time. Yeah, weren't they? They didn't uh, get enough credit for that. The Islanders, since we uh, last spoke to everybody, uh, they won 5-4 in Game 5. They won 4-1 to in Game 4. And they had a 2-1 to overtime win. Uh, or sorry, a 2-1 to overtime loss to the Bruins in Game 3. The only the only game the Bruins have won thus far in Game 3. Um, not looking good currently. 4-1, to like I said. Uh, go, go Islanders. At least they're not winning games 2-1. to I mean, the only two to one game this series they lost, so that narrative I think we can put to bed, wouldn't you say? Yeah, I would really love to join you in a conversation about this series, but I have not watched. Uh, I have not watched the highlights of it. So, and which which is actually a shame because I hear that the series has been horribly boring, and I thought this series was going to be super fun when I saw it on paper because the Islanders are not as boring as they used to. So I th- yeah. used to be. So I thought. And the Bruins are super fun, so so I thought. And uh, evidently, I was wrong about both. So Three one-goal games, two in overtime, a uh, 5-4 thriller on Monday night. Thriller. Game six, not looking too hot right now. But you know, like it hasn't been as bad as people, I think, make it out to be. Yeah, I can't say I spent any time watching it either. So it, it didn't draw me in. I hate both these fucking franchises. Like, I, I wasn't going to tune in Whoa. for my own pleasure. Yeah. Um, but... I don't know. Tampa Islanders, what do you think there? Like, do you think the Islanders have a shot against the defending champs, or are we, are we going back-to-back finals with Tampa Bay here? They look pretty good. <sighs> um, the Islanders are good enough that they're going to take Tampa Bay to six again, but Tampa Bay is going to win the series. Like, they're, they're good enough. Like, they're not... They're probably not going to get through... I mean, I wouldn't be completely shocked if Tampa Bay sweeps them, but... They'll they they play a style that I think Tampa Bay needs to kind of go through to get there. Yeah, I I, I don't know. I, there's not really much to say about it for me. Like it's just I don't see how almost any team beats Tampa Bay, and I certainly fail to see how the Islanders win four to seven against the against the Lightning. Like I just don't see how it's going to happen. Hmm. I don't like like what's going to happen. Tampa's offense is going to like their top line's going to dry up. That's great. They got three more of them. Like that's ins- like what Victor Hedman's going to get hurt. That's great. He's like their fourth best defenseman right now. Like who gives a shit? They don't care. What Vasilevsky? Okay, well if, if something happens to Vasilevsky, they're fucked. But other than that, <laughs> how's it going to happen? I don't think the you know? Islanders... if Curtis McElhaney starts most of those games, yeah, the Islanders win. I don't but... think the Islanders can like bring in Kreider through like some sort of New York <laughs> subway deal. They have plenty of Criders, man. They got Matt Martin. Oh, they got fucking, true. you know, they got just less skilled Criders. Um, They're the shittier New York team. Here, here are my, here are my two though. hopes. Here are my two wishes. Um, and, and one kind of re- relies on the other. Okay. My, my first hope is that for all their faults, I hope the Bruins pull off another, it was four to one because four to one right now, I think that would be fantastic. I'd, I'd love to see it happen to somebody else, and then we can all stop talking about that thing that happened to the Leafs. No, we'll uh, never stop. But short of... Oh, sorry. We'll never stop talking about the pain. Ah. Uh, short, short of that happening, uh, I will say this. I hope the Lightning beat, temp, uh, beat the Islanders in either Game 4 or Game 6, 
Because anything to send that Nassau crowd home in a fucking fury would be uh, music to my ears, so to speak. So, get fucked. Yeah, I don't... I don't... Ah, uh, man. I, you know what? I'll say this. I know some Islanders fans that I actually really like as people. But that fan base as a whole... It's like the one fan base where I just... I have no fucking respect for them. You know what I mean? Like, I think it's cool when some fan bases do this whole, like, lean into the the crazy narrative kind of thing. And what I'm getting at here is tonight, Greg Wyshynski tweeted out a photo of, like, a couple at the Islanders game. And they had halos on their head leaning into the whole New York Saints Bruce Cassidy sure. thing. Which also annoys the fuck out of me. And, um... I sat there and thought to myself, if any other fan base did that, I would think it's cool. But for some reason, the Islanders do it, and I'm like, that's lame. You guys are lame. Yeah. There's something about the Islanders that are just lame. I don't know. The team, maybe their style. I remember liking them when I was young, but it's really shifted over the years. They, oh man. I think it started They're the only team that the Leafs ever played in the playoffs where I'm like, I like this team. Like, the Leafs beat them in seven games. I'm like, yeah, Sean Bates, that penalty shot, that fucking kicked ass. Oh, it's kind of happy you, we you lost that game. kind of felt bad for Michael Peck, in a way. <laughs> but then that's what we... it was. Yeah, that's Actually, maybe that's why I didn't hate them back then. I always felt bad for their players and their fans, but now I just don't. But then Wade Dulevich showed up, and it was like, oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Oh. No, I mean, I, like, I'll be completely honest on this one. The Tavares thing was what turned me salty. Like, you know. I never hated the Islanders prior to that. I, I thought they sucked, guys, but like... You guys remember when the Raptors burned all the Kawhi jerseys when he went home? Oh, no, yeah, no, for sure. Yeah, no, that's weird. Yeah. yeah. Well, uh, uh, that's because Kawhi wasn't a, a traitor, James. Mm. It's, uh, mm. it's, it's, you know... Mm. Uh, Tavares could have uh, taken the trade at the deadline and told mm. them that they were leaving. Because that, that would have gone over much better. Yeah. It's not like they wouldn't have been equally as or more pissed if he would have done it that way, but... The Tampa Bay Lightning knock off the division-winning Carolina Hurricanes in five games. Surprised? Yeah. I was. I'm surprised about five. Yeah. I, I don't remember who I took to win. Honestly, I don't remember who I took to win any of these series uh, this round. But I imagine I took Tampa. I don't, you know, I took yeah. them to lose to the Panthers. But It was a the, close fucking series. I'll say that much. You know what the frustrating thing is for Carolina, too, is just like, you, you have this three-headed monster in net, right? And this is, as opposed to the past few years where you've had Reimer and Mrazek, this was the first year where it was like, okay, like this is, this. it looks like it's a thing this year. Plus you have Ned, who, who was unbelievable this year, right? And it seems like you've got your goaltending ironed out. And for some reason in this series, their goaltending let them down at, like, the worst possible moment. Not not constantly. It was like, Mrazek was good the one game, so they go back to Mrazek for game four. And Peter Mrazek was the reason they lost that fucking hockey game. He was horrible in game four. So then they go to Ned for game five. Ned stands on his head, plays, like, out of this fucking world good, and then lets in that Ross Colton shot with ten minutes to go, and it's like, what the fuck was that? Like, like how is... How's it going in on an NHL goaltender? And you think that, but it's like, well, yeah, but they're also only in the game because of Ned right now. But, like, also, if he doesn't let that, like, if he just makes that one more save, maybe they come back and win that fucking hockey game. Mm-hmm. I don't know. That It's a, it's a weird series to dissect. It's literally just as simple as that Tampa Bay is the better team. Through and through, uh, you know, the only thing I'll give Carolina, they probably have a better decor, but they didn't show it in that series. So, eh. 
you know, I'm not that surprised. I, I thought it would go longer, honestly. Again, those first two games, 2-1, two to one, both games, Game 1 Game 2, um, in Tampa Bay, the Hurricanes, they looked like they were like a bounce away from winning. Where are you at on Carolina? Like, do you think it's all there and it's just not come together yet? Or, and it's not that it hasn't come together. Like, they're one of the best teams in the league the last few years. But. I was going to say, like, I, I think it's there. Yeah. I, I think... They just haven't got the actual... Like, any any other non-COVID year, they're not playing Tampa in the second round. So, yeah. I like, you look at the division that they're going to be in next season, I don't really know who I like better than them. I can't, I can't, I can't name a team. Yeah. So... But is it going to be one of those things where it's just cruise through the year and cruise through the first two rounds and then see who you get out of the Atlantic in the conference final and hope for the best, though? Like, I, do you, I do think you... that's most teams' like philosophy for the most part, right? Like, how many... Like, look but, at the Colorado Avalanche. We, we all had them stamped in the Stanley Cup But Carolina, Carolina kind of... Yeah, no, I, well, I agree with you there. I mean, like they, they're another team that kind of gets screwed from the format. But it's one of those things with, like, Carolina. Is it just, like, you know, are they going to... Are they going to benefit that much with the current group that they have by maybe not having as big a dogfight in the first two rounds as, like, whoever comes out of the Atlantic. Because the Atlantic's going to bang the hell out of each other no matter what happens there. And in theory, you know, you think that team's going to be hurt, but is Carolina good enough to get it done even against a hurt Tampa Bay? Because they played a hurt Tampa Bay and they still lost in five. But I I know what you're saying. And that's kind of I'm not saying that the pieces aren't there. I'm just curious your thoughts. I I think... think Today, in this series, Tampa Bay, they won in five. But those first three games, the Hurricanes are right there. Like I said, they, yeah. were, they were a bounce well, away even game four, right? All three of them. Game four, they scored fucking four goals unanswered and sure. then just got into penalty trouble, yeah. which sparked a whole other debate. The Hurricanes Twitter wants to trade Svechnikov, which it's, is hilarious. You know, like, I, I, I think with another year of Ned, you've got a guy that you can, like, finally kind of rely on. Whereas we've always had this little, you think like, he's a real deal? I think so. Yeah. Like, I, I'm on and the like, fence on that. I, I, I say that as someone that's on the fence about Jack Campbell. Ned so, kind of reminds me of Campbell, where it's just like I want to see a bit more, but yeah. I'm pretty, I'm pretty much there. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty even with those two guys, but like Campbell's slight edge for me, but he, that might be a homer thing. He's had the he had the numbers this season at least where you could you 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 weren't having that. Like Mrazek versus Reimer debate you were the year before, where it was like, all right, Mrazek looks good for two games, and then, oh, all of a sudden he doesn't. So we'll go to Reimer. Yeah, he looked good for a game. What do we do now? Well, you could go back to Reimer because he looked good, or you could go back to Mrazek because he used to be. And like that seemed to be them fighting like themselves. Like the Hurricane, like that was the one thing that I never really understood when people talked about Rod Brindamore being such a good head coach was like, he's he's fantastic with the yeah. team skaters. Yeah. When it came to making decisions in net, he always seemed to choose wrong. And I'm not saying it's easy. I'm not saying that there was, you know, uh, a crystal ball that he had that was making some sort of predictive narrative that, that he could pull from and, and decide. But it just, every time he flipped the coin, it came up the wrong the wrong side. And I don't think Rod Brindamore is, like, an amazing coach necessarily. I think Rod Brindamore is just really good at getting the most out of all of his guys. That's fair. Like, that's all it really yeah. is. Because, like, even he says it. He's like, I'm not a great X and O's coach. And it's like... Fair enough. No one thought you were. You've literally never coached until now. Mm-hmm. There's no reason for you to get thrown into it as an NHL head coach and bring all your knowledge from the 90s and it's going to fucking work. Like, that. you know, it's not necessarily going to fly. But he, they never look off-off. Like, they, they look not themselves some nights, but it's not completely off. Yeah. 
But you know, and where I was going with that is that I think Ned brings a bit of stability to to the crease. He did this year where he was so hot for so long, where you just you didn't have to choose. You didn't have to make that decision at the end of the day. You didn't have to yeah. wake up and say, "Am I going to go with the, a guy A or am I going to go with guy B?" It was, "Oh, guy C is my guy," and and that was your guy all year. And <clears throat> you know, I, I'm assuming you're going to lose James Reimer to free agency this summer. You, you probably lose Mrazek as well. Uh, depending I don't on, think so. I don't know how you, as Peter Mrazek, want to come back. Knowing... No, I think it's the opposite. He fucking seems to love it there. And mm. I don't... Like, he's not going to get paid anywhere else, really. So, like, if he wants to go somewhere else, he certainly I guess can he do he that. I guess he wants to be a starter or not. But that... Well, yeah, I don't know. But, like, is he going to go anywhere where he's going to get more of an opportunity on a team that's any better than that? Because, like, here's what I'm saying. It's, like, his best shot at a cup... And to play as much as he does is to stay in Carolina. Like, unless he goes to Tampa Bay to be their backup and hopefully they give Vasilevsky a few nights off. You know, Colorado's going to need a backup. They might need a starter, depending if they can resign Grubauer, but I think they will. So, of those really, really top-tier teams, like, where else, where else are you going? You know? And analytically, there's a lot of reasons to point to not loving Morazic. Common sense-wise, there's a lot of reasons to point to not loving Morazic. Yeah. I love the dude, but I don't particularly think he's great. It's hard to say. Like, you're, you're I think right. he stays. Yeah. I, I, th- I think they'll run him and, and Ned next year. Because I think they're at a point like you and I are, where I don't think they necessarily think that Nedeljkovic is like the number one guy. Yeah. Like, I think he's their 1A, and they're fine with Mrazic as a 1B, which is not the right answer. And they'll let Reimer walk, and then he'll go to Toronto for one year, 900K, hopefully. Okay. I just miss him. I'm not saying it's the right move. I just miss the guy. No, because you you no, I miss the guy. The you, goalies are too nice to put together. You can't you can't sign James Reimer because every night it would be like, oh yeah, you should play tonight. No, no, you should play tonight, and no one would play. No one's gonna want it. Eh? They're just gonna be like, oh, I don't care if I'm in net. Jack, you gave up a couple soft ones in the third there. What happened? I just knew that if I uh, you know didn't play great, then James would get the start next time, yeah. and I think he deserves it. So. You know what, Rhymes is good enough. I yeah. think uh, I think he needs to get the net more. So I figured, you know, I'll just give him every opportunity to let him do his thing. What? Yeah, we just lost eight nothing on national television. A fucking Nashville Predators on a Saturday night. What the fuck are you doing? Yeah, I don't know. I, I could see like Morazic is a guy that went from you know forty games played each of the last two years with the Hurricanes to twelve this year. I could see he was a, hurt a lot, though. He was hurt. He was hurt most of the year. Yeah. Like that's what that is, right? Because it was so. Reimer. Because that was the thing is when Morazic came back, and Reimer was hurt for a bit there too. They had the three-headed monster, and it was kind of like, what do you want to do? And there were a couple weeks there where they just went Reimer, Morazic, Ned, Reimer, Morazic, Ned, mm-hmm. and they didn't know what the hell they wanted to do. And Ned would like post a shutout in every start and be like, okay, just let me know when you need me again. And then, and like eventually, they're like, oh yeah. Uh, you know these two goalies we've had for years that are bad? Yeah, we think they're actually bad now. We're going to let you play. Mm. Like, oh, thank you so much. I agree. I, I think there's room for Mrazic to come back. I don't know if like him on a personal level wants to. Like If I was Carolina, this is going to sound bananas. But if I was Carolina, I would be taking a hard look at Freddie Anderson. Because that's a guy that for the last year and a half hasn't been the guy, so to speak. He fits their mold of reclamation projects in that, right? But I think you can get him cheaper than what you'd pay Morazic. 
and you're going to need that if you're going to resign Ned because he's he's due for a new contract as well as an RFA. Yeah. So they have uh, they're going to be interesting around the the expansion draft. I yeah. think too. That's another thing That's to consider, fair. right? Like it's not like they have to have a goalie to protect, right? So they have to sign. They got to sign soon. someone. Someone's got to get signed. Yeah, yeah exactly. And you you have to think it's Ned, but yeah, I don't know. It's uh, they, they have a lot of interesting decisions to make there. So. All right, let's let's do it. Let's let's talk about the thing. Um, I actually have no idea. Oh, right, there was another series. The Montreal Canadiens. Uh, that was awful. Wow, they uh, they've horrible. won seven games in a row now. They they swept the Jets, who swept the Oilers. So hey, the Oilers fucking suck, I guess. The Habs win four, four nothing in the series. They they move on. They're they're waiting for Vegas, Colorado. I don't know how optimistic they're feeling about it, but hey, uh, they just took care of a, a pretty good Jets team pretty handedly, so maybe there's something to this team. I, I don't know. I, I don't have to think about the Montreal Canadiens anymore. Like, am I supposed to be on board? I don't I don't get it. Like, they, by every Well, standard, according to the CN Tower, you're supposed to be on board. Oh, I was going to get to that later, but by every metric we'll get there. of this team that you can analyze and dissect and try to like look at it doesn't make sense but they keep winning well well here, here's the thing you 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 have to pick a, like either way i have to admit i'm wrong about something here either the montreal canadians are good or the north division is just that bad or the toronto maple leafs are haunted and the jets are bad and maybe the north division itself wasn't that bad i don't Particularly, I've said this before, I don't particularly like Dominique Ducharme as a head coach at the NHL level. Thought I did. Was really on board with that hire. Don't like what he's doing with the team. But I don't completely hate their roster. Like, they're not horrible in any regard. They're not horrible. But, yeah, like... but they're also like, not amazing in any regard either. No. Right? Like... But I mean, you know, you know who was kind of like that was a little team called the 2017 Vegas Golden Knights. Hmm. Except they, Did had they, good have anal- Suzuki? they had good analytics numbers. Uh, in the system, yeah, I think they still had them. I don't know what to make of it. Like, like five three game one, one nothing game two that we didn't like we recorded before that. Five one in game three, which like, uh, I think at that point everyone knew it was over. Like that, that was the. Pretty much the nail in the coffin. Well, they, 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 in Winnipeg, they crushed the Jets five one, like that. That they crushed them in that. And stage. to the Jets' credit, they come out in Game Four and, and they played a tight game and they go to overtime and you're a bounce away, but it you didn't get the bounce. Tight so. game in one sense, shots with like 47-16 Montreal, right? So it's like they they hang, they hang, they hung on for dear life. I'll give them credit there. I don't, you know? I don't love shots as a metric to judge a team by. Well, okay, I, I don't have it in front of me, but. Based on the the numbers that I saw, the Jets were, from what I understand, about thirty four percent expected goals percentage in the series. That's over four games. That that's horrible. Like that's one of the most lopsided series we've ever seen. So there's that. Um, and the hilarious part about that too is the the Canadians are fifty point zero one percent expected goals in the playoffs. It's almost like. Uh, something was weighing them down for some of those games if they were like sixty six percent against the Jets. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't, I, I kind of know what to make of it. I mean, they did a really good job against uh, the Leafs for enough time to kind of take the wind out of their sails in a lot of those games. That's how they get there. 
And uh, how they beat the Jets is that I think the Jets are a fundamentally flawed hockey team. I've said it before. And there were a lot of reasons to point to the Jets winning the series. But I'm not, I'm not shocked at all. I'm shocked it's a sweep. And I'm shocked that the games were as lopsided as they were. But to see Montreal win that series, I mean, you know, goes back to the old Leafs joke about them winning the North Division. Like, the, the Canadians are the king of shit island right now. Because, do, do I expect much out of them in the next series? It doesn't matter who they play. I don't expect very much at all. And, and They're the Islanders' light for me. Like, I, I could see yeah. them forcing five or six against the Avalanche or the Golden Knights, but they're not winning the series. Look, well, I, heard, I heard you say the same thing about them against the Leafs, so I'll uh, well, take my time. No, but... I, I, will, I will say something here. There is a little bit of a thing to be feared here about Montreal, okay? The Vegas Golden Knights, for all their... All their fun play, and yeah. what makes them so interesting, what makes them so dominant have a hard time scoring goals in games where they outplay the opponent uh, a lot. They don't seem to have guys that are just elite finishers, other than maybe Max Pacioretty still. And Carey Price (laughs) is looking pretty good lately. So um, that's not a great matchup in that sense, but I still have to take the logic side and say that Vegas is going to kill them. Yeah, big thanks to whoever reminded or, or Colorado. Colorado would be even worse for Montreal because they're way faster. Big thanks to whoever reminded uh, Carey Price of the Olympics for next year because he's <laughs> he should remember how to play goal real quick, real real soon. Um, uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't like this because it's like it's it's exactly that thing you mentioned. Like all year long, I've had to sit there and listen to how shit the North Division was because my team was way out in front and this division sucks. And the Leafs don't matter because none of the teams are any good. And then, lo and behold, the Leafs are out. And now we're talking about this as like it's as as, as if it actually is a legitimate division. It's like no, it's not. Like yeah, we're sending we're sending the worst candidate from our shitty division to the final four, and we're all going to get judged for it. Yeah, like on equal playing field for some reason. When in fact, like yeah, no, they like honestly. End of the day, they got pretty lucky through two games with their backs against the wall, and then they swept the Jets. For I, I can't I can't really explain that one. I'll, I'll admit I'll admit that, but maybe not having a number one centerman and, and your goalie getting red hot. Well, that, the, that that's the, another thing too, right? Like people people forget about that is that um, whether or not you like him, Mark Shifley is a top ten centerman in the National Hockey League, and they did not have him for. Uh, three of the four games, and those were the three of the four that they were the worst in. So, like, they didn't score goals in... in <laughs> didn't score goals for, like, five and a half periods without them there. Like, it was crazy. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, that that hurt. Uh, I mean... And you saw that in game two. Just getting shut yeah, out one nothing. That's right what away, I mean, right? Like, like, it was just, like... It was evident from the get-go, so... Um, you know, I mean, like, should you feel bad for the Jets? No, but... Uh, yeah, Mon- Montreal took advantage of that. They they can defend well when they want to. They go. It's not even that. Montreal can slow the game down, and Winnipeg does not. I, I wrote about this team all year. They do not control the pace of play very often. And if the other team's controlling the pace of play, which often happens in playoffs, and they want to slow it down, like Winnipeg can't defend well enough to play a defensive only game. 
Like, they need to be one of those, like, run-and-gun teams. They they needed an offensive series, and they didn't get one. Montreal had the puck way more often, and, um, you know, they're, they're dangerous on their own, too. So Now, here's my question to you. Yeah. Okay. Montreal Canadiens, next year. Do they even no, make the playoffs? Because, like, I'll, I'll break it. I'll run it down for you. How do I'll, they make the playoffs? I'll, I'll run it down How for you. How could they possibly make the, the playoffs? The Tampa Bay Lightning. Pretty good. Okay, uh, let, the, let, let, before we get into this, okay. we know 100% the divisions go back to normal, right? Well, no. Nothing is 100%. It's a pandemic. Okay. But that is what they're saying is the plan? Let's put it this way. The AHL has said that they're going to go back to normal next year. I'd have to think the NHL is going to follow suit. Or something close to it, okay. Yeah. yeah. So the Tampa Lightning are pretty good. Uh, the Toronto Maple Leafs, the only thing that they get right is the regular season. So, you know, they're in. Well, we'll see you next year. Uh, the Boston Bruins may take a step back, but uh, I said that last year. <laughs> uh, your catchphrase. Uh, the Florida Panthers finally showed up as a contender after a 25-year rebuild, so they're they're doing great. Yeah, well, they're going to take another 25 years off maybe now. Uh, if the World Championships taught us anything, the Ottawa Senators are the real deal. Wow! Uh, the Buffalo Sabres, wow. uh, if they find a goalie and the first overall pick has a media impact and Jack Eichel is healthy and Rasmus Dallin emerges and... Oh, uh, he's going to do the bit. I get it. It's going to keep going. Where, where do the Habs fit next year? Like, because yeah, this, this is the thing that's pissing me off. Like, I'm, look. They might make the playoffs. I, I mean, like, the other division might only have three teams make the playoffs. Because I'm not as optimistic about a lot of those guys as I am, you know. Sure. Montreal, I don't think, is going to get substantially worse. And they're, they're, no. they're like Columbus. Like, they're just, worst case scenario, they're just going to take it a fucking overtime and get loser points and fucking, they're going to find ways but, to win. But here's, here's my thing. Yeah. You're talking about them not getting worse. And, and I probably and not. I agree. And I tip my hat to them because they beat my team. They swept the Jets. They're playing good hockey right now. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> this is a team that had more losses than wins this year. This is a team that finished twenty fourth <laughs> out of thirty one teams the year before and only made the playoffs last year because yeah. the NHL expanded the number of teams. Yeah, I, I get okay. it. They're going to go back into what I consider the deepest division next season. Every one of their fans, and again, I tip my hat to them, but every one of their fans is acting like as if this juggernaut has resurfaced. And it hasn't. They're still not a good hockey team. They're better than I think people give them credit for, but this is still like a bottom half of the league team when you stack all the cards and make everything even, and go back to the way things used to be, like, they don't make the playoffs this year if the divisions are normal. They only made the playoffs this year because of COVID. They only made the playoffs last year because of COVID. Um, so, I don't know. Unless everybody starts, you know, not getting their vaccines uh, in the next month, then I don't know what to well, tell you. yeah. I mean, I... I, I... You're not wrong. Your your logic is completely right. I, I do agree with you. I think one thing that I value a little bit more... Um, look, I, I, th- I think, now that I've watched him play hockey, I think Cole Caulfield's going to be really good next year. Sure. Maybe not. It's sure. hard. It's always hard to say with rookies, but he looks fantastic. I mean, how, like, how fucked up is it that the kid played eight games this year? He doesn't dress for game one. And he's getting... Ro- like, the le- the team is getting roasted across the league. About not dressing their best forward. Their best forward! Brady Gallagher is a guy who should be on the fucking Olympic ro- uh, roster. And they're talking about... Wow. 
They're talking about their best forward. Well, but you know what I mean, right? Sure. So if if Caulfield's already in the conversation of a team that isn't horrible, there's a really good chance I think he's going to be good next year. Suzuki has won me over a little bit. I I don't think he's, uh, you know, quite where Habs fans would put him. But, like, I think he looks like a legitimate top six forward in the National Hockey League. He looks really good to me. I think Kotkaniemi's coming along. I'm not super sold on him still. What I'm saying here is I think they actually have a few young pieces that can kind of replace a decline from some of their forwards. You know, if they don't resign, I think Tatar's up now. Tatar, Deneau, Armia, Stahl. Deneau's a tough one. If they lose Deneau, that's a tough one for me. Right? Yeah. So. I I don't, like, and again, he's been important to this team. He's making over $3 million this year. I don't know what the hell he's going to ask for. Do you pay it's that? He might ask for seven, the way he played in this playoffs. And I think you have a hard time saying no, but you have to. Well, yeah. There, I mean, the, the the thing is, 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 I mean, their GM's Mark Bergevin. But, I mean, uh, you know, is there any precedence for paying a defensive-only forward the $7 million or, like, the equivalent of, the of like, 3.5 when the cap came into play? Like, there, there really isn't one. You know what I mean? Like, like I made the Philip, uh, uh, the Sammy Paulson, Joel Erickson Eck comparison. I know you didn't like that. But, like, Philip Deneau kind of is Sammy Paulson. Like, he doesn't put up a lot of points. He scored uh, no goals in, like, 38 games in a row this year. Like, he doesn't contribute offensively almost at all. And uh, I don't know that there's really a precedence for paying a guy that. But you shouldn't. You're right. Like, obviously let's, you shouldn't. Let's put it this way. Um, I would argue that Philip Deneau is maybe not not maybe not quite as offensively inclined, but definitely in the same era. Like, sorry, not era, but same. You're gonna say aura. Miko Koivu, aren't you? I'm gonna say Miko Koivu. Six point seven five million dollars is what the Minnesota Wild. Yeah, no, Miko and, Koivu. And, but, but it was an overpayment for Miko Koivu, and Miko but, Koivu is a, was a sixty point guy. But like it happened, years, and right? that was eleven years ago. Yeah. No, I, like, I don't know. If they lose to know, they're, they're kind of in hot water. It, it, it's it's one of those guys where, what does he want? And, and, and I understand that. But I think they're going to get a little bit more from the young guys. Like, hopefully, you know. My big concern with that team is, honestly, uh, well, it's two things. is how is Carey Price going to age? Hmm. And uh, what's Ducharme doing? Because, like, they, they've gotten used to, whether or not Habs fans want to admit it, they've gotten used to the lesser version of Shea Weber. You know what I mean? Like, they, they've found a way around that. They play Jeff Petrie in key situations instead of Shea he's Weber a lot of the time. Either. And Petrie's not getting younger either. What, is he 32 now, 33? He's 33. He'll be right. 34 by the start of next year. He, and he's a guy who plays with speed. I don't know how he's going to age. I, I don't think that they're in a horrible situation. You are right, though. They, they could blow up at any time because uh, they do very much give you the vibe of a of a of a above ground pool with all the screws sticking out right like it just seems like the water's ready to fucking burst at any second but um i i I don't know i i I don't hate them do they make the playoffs next year i'll say yes right now all right you've got more faith than i do on that team yeah sure um before we move on it's not so much faith as just like they seem to make it happen every year and i have no explanation why so whatever they're they're the islanders light i'm just telling you it's the islanders light it's the islanders without the like without like the third best defensive pairing in the league. 
like at least the Islanders have Pelican and Pollock and you like you look at their numbers and it's like well yeah if you play those guys like 25 minutes a night sure mm-hmm. you know but uh, as we sit here the New York Islanders defeat the Boston Bruins 6 to 2 in game 6 congrats uh, moving on to play the Tampa Lightning Bruce before we move on here I just want to ask you what, what's your right now what is your ideal Stanley Cup final matchup we've got um five teams alive i suppose i'll i'll say if you want to you know count colorado's chances uh, uh, as technically being you know a factor well, yeah. what is your ideal stanley cup final matchup you're going to have lightning islanders on one side habs versus either colorado or vegas on the other side i mean fuck colorado vegas would have been the fucking perfect stanley cup final but um yeah, well, it's Colorado or Vegas against Tampa Bay for me, for yeah. sure. Um, there's no, yeah, I mean, the two of the, <laughs> the two, two of the three teams that have made it through the next round are uh, painfully boring to watch. So I would like to watch the two exciting, fun teams, uh, which are Tampa Bay and then whoever wins this West series. You, you maybe could have talked me into, despite me not being a fan of either one. You could have talked me into Bruins Habs, but. With the Bruins being out, well, like you'll you'll never see that again, right? No, I I get I get for matchup's sake. This would be one of the worst years in recent memory to match the two. Because <laughs> like would... th- this is this is the uh, granted they had a good year. This is the worst the Bruins have been in a very long time. Here and this is for sure the worst the Habs have been in the last like twenty years. Really, yeah. You know, here here's my answer from a like from a personal standpoint. I want Colorado and Tampa Bay. If, if it can still happen, if Colorado can come back, I want Habs and Lightning in the final. It'd be good. Here's what I want from an NHL standpoint. I want the Habs against whoever wins on the other side of this. Because if you can get the Habs and the Islanders or the Lightning or even half hour ago the Bruins into that final, I think all of a sudden you got a lot of pressure from ESPN and TNT and CBC Breathing down your neck, saying, "We gotta start reseeding these final four. because if you got Habs and Bruins in the Stanley Cup Finals, and those ratings go through the fucking roof, how do you not? We 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 I think I think we seriously have to consider the fact that a Habs victory in this third round, painful as it may be, <laughs> short term, might lead to greener pastures." long term because i would i would love the opportunity to say that you can have you can have vegas colorado in the finals one year you could have montreal and boston uh you know uh, in these types of situations yeah. no i agree with you i i, I think that if i've you come can, around on that like i like the traditional aspect of the way the format used to be because yeah. it was it made me feel comfy about how the things how things were but um obviously i'm at the point where with this new format and and it's worse this year because of everything is just like the playoffs to me rounds two and three are less interesting than rounds one and four and that shouldn't be the case right like that just shouldn't be the case it should get more interesting like the nba playoffs like baseball and it doesn't in hockey for whatever reason so we need to fix that at some point and like is the stanley cup final even really that interesting it is to me because it's the stanley cup final but are those series always as good as we think? Yeah, if you some duds. if you didn't tell me it was the Stanley Cup final and I was just watching the games, are they that good? Yeah, I don't know. Like you, you probably still have your Pittsburgh Washington in the first or second round, but yeah. you don't have 
you know, Pittsburgh and Nashville in the finals. As, yeah. You know, as fun as Nashville was. The NHL is going to find a way for, like, Pittsburgh and Washington to get two superstars with, like, Vine star, or sorry, sorry TikTok star names mm. to fucking, you know what I mean? Cooper Skyler. Yeah, yeah. and fucking uh, Macaulay Sklandon or something. Mm. He'll be the Capitals guy. Mm. That looks better on a Caps jersey. But yeah, that that is my my hope. If if the, if if anything good comes from the Habs winning uh, these uh, two playoff rounds, it's that we get some sort of reseeding down the road. Because even building off this a little bit, I, I you know we talk about the Clarence S. Campbell Bowl that you know goes to the Western Conference champion, and, and the East have their little trophy that we give them, the Prince of Wales trophy for for winning the East, or mm-hmm. maybe I have that backwards. I don't know, but yeah, whatever. Okay, you know what? People people like those. That's great. You know what? We'll, we'll assign those to divisions. All of a sudden, that division gets this trophy. That div- and we create two new ones. You get the 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 you know the who who doesn't have a, a trophy name for them so far? The the Bettman Trophy here, and and somebody else. You know the the Pat Burns Trophy over here, and and now we've got four division championships. We can do away with the regular season banner that the Nashville Predators put up saying, hey, look, we were the best team in our division that sucked this year. But we're gonna... And like, all of a sudden now you can have like, like baseball does with pennants where we've won our division. We played our way out. Now, we've won the division. Now we go to that final four, but we reseed. Now here's a question for you. Should Nashville take those banners down and then replace the name of the division with the Discover Central because it changed its name now? Well, now is Taylor Swift signed by Discover in any manner? I think that plays a big part. I don't know. She's got her hands pretty deep mm. in a lot of things there. Well, in any case, uh, I'm all here for Abs Lightning Finals. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I'm good I'm good with the Vegas-Tampa Final if that's the best option we've got left. I think, uh, you know what, too? Like, you're, you're right from growing the game aspect. Um, I'll just, I'll take it a notch further, too, is that Vegas, uh, if you take a look at nationally and locally, like, our are basically the most watched team in the National Hockey League. Like, they're the third most local, uh, like, highest rating market, and they're the best national watched games. So, I think if we're on the edge of a new TV deal and you want the most entertaining possible cup final, like, Vegas-Tampa, though, if you think about it, that'd be the best cup final we've had in a while. On paper, that's... I think you go back to Tampa-Chicago. And even... Before that, you go even if everyone Vancouver. If everyone stays healthy, too, it's a long time for me, right? Because, like, that was the problem with Tampa Bay-Chicago was Tampa Bay was just... That's they fair. had Ben Bishop out there playing yeah. with fucking no legs because his groins were so fucked. His groin was so fucked, you know? So, I don't know. That'd be great, though. The 2021 World Hockey Championships in Latvia, uh, Team Canada comes out on top with a gold medal... It, it, it's gonna sound weird to say, but they were the underdogs uh, throughout this medal round. Uh, f- you know, it's hard hard to kind of put that in perspective. You know, Canada being an underdog, but uh, you go back through their their tournament, they lose two nothing to Latvia on the opener. Yeah, like that's never happened before. Uh, they lose five one to the USA the next game. Things are looking pretty bad. Um, they lose three to one to Germany. Oh boy! Now you're th- you know you're zero three. Yeah. Now what do you do? You get a you get a win against Norway. Oh great, Norway! Well, we feel real good about ourselves now. You get a win against Kazakhstan, and you get a win against Italy. And even that, 
you know, even even winning those three games in a row doesn't even guarantee you a spot in the quarterfinals. You you had to kind of rely on other teams to lose. They get in, they they play a tough you know Finland team in that opening round. They they lose uh, three to two in a shootout. Uh, maybe a game early on that one, but they go into the middle round. They play yeah. Regardless, they weren't very good. They they play the Russians. They win two to one overtime against the Russians. They go. They play the uh, the 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 U.S. in the semifinals. They win four to two, uh, and then they play the Finns, and they win three two in overtime. And you know those last two games specifically, where they had lost pre- previously to those countries, they come out on top. I don't know if you watched any of this. I saw most so, of the highlights. So it's interesting. I watched the highlights of most Canada games. Um, I only watched one game. Uh, even for more than a minute, I watched the entirety of the uh, Germany Finland semifinal because okay. it was on on the Saturday morning. Yeah, and I had got my vaccine the day before, nice. so I was a little out of it. Vax guy, I was a little tired. The first dose actually kind of hit hit me a little bit. Oh. It might have also been me not drinking water and golfing eighteen holes that I walked the night before, uh, but I felt horrible the next day. So. Um, I was on the couch, and I was trying to find something to watch, and I saw that was on, and I'm like, you know what? I know nothing about these two teams. I haven't watched this whole tournament. It's almost like I'm watching a new sport, and I love when I have, like, a few hours during the day off to just be like, I'm going to throw on a sport that I never watch. I love that shit. So, for me, that was it was almost like my, my, let's figure out what's going on in this tournament thing. I loved it. I loved every second of that game. It was great. Because it was literally just like, uh, who's calling the game? Gordon Miller's just like, oh, well, you know, like... What a matchup we have here, kind of thing. And Mike Johnson just subtly the whole time being like, "Yeah, I mean Germany's down two nothing. There's no way they're getting three goals against the Finns, and they almost did. <laughs> Played really well. It was a fucking awesome game. Um, yeah, so I enjoyed that. But no, I did not watch any of Canada other than their highlights. Uh, losing in the gold medal game with seven minutes left, they tie the game on an Adam Henrique goal. Henrique. Uh, Nick Paul wins it in overtime from. Nick Paul. Uh, uh, yeah. Nick- Nick now, Paul, is is Nick Paul a brother of Jake and Logan Paul? I hope not. <laughs> oh, no. Did you see the whole uh, Connor Brown tweet? He tweeted out during the Logan Paul May- uh, Merriweather fight that he's just like, man, Nick Paul can do it all. Like as if he didn't get that it was a different guy, even though it's like his teammate. Yeah. Yeah, good uh, hockey Twitter. It's about as funny as uh, I can say. Uh, uh, other than the Taylor Hall boating license thing, that's the funniest hockey Twitter gets, really. Yeah. So the Canadians win it. Uh, Ottawa Senators fans rejoice. Uh, Connor Brown looked great. Uh, Nick Paul, obviously, with the winner. But Andrew Mangiapane, wow. Yeah, I'm a big fan of his. Like, he, he is one of my favorite players in the league. I don't know what he was doing because the Flames didn't make the playoffs. I don't know what he was doing those uh, those first three games. But once he showed up, Canada, their only loss was to the Finns in that over. Oh, he, well, he in, was still playing Vancouver. That's why. Holy fuck. <laughs> I yeah, man. That That's why. That's <laughs> how funny is that, man? You know what? I That's I've been beating the drum fucked. like I I and this isn't just because I like the kid. I genuinely think he is one of the most underrated players in the league. I thought that all all like for two years now. He keeps getting better. This year he's like their best winger. Like really, he honestly probably was their most consistent winger. He shows up for Canada, and it's like, yeah, man. When he's playing guys that are like half a league below him. And you give him more ice, he's gonna make you look fucking dumb. 
and he did. Mm. It was great. He's yeah. awesome, man. One last note on the double IHF. I, I, I love this. When you when you go to their website, I did this throughout the tournament, um, and a team wins in a shootout or overtime. Um, the goal is scored. 66-26 is the time, right? Immediately after that, they, they for whatever reason, the IHF posts 66-26, goaltender out for Finland, goaltender out for Canada. Like as if both teams just pulled their goalie. And if... If it's not, Win. like, if it's a shootout game, it looks super bizarre <laughs> because you don't know which is the winning goal, right? You're just kind of like, okay, yeah, oh, oh, okay. goalie got pulled. Oh, you got a new goalie for the shootout? But uh, I don't know why they do that. It, it makes no sense. It. Yeah. That's confusing. They take the goalie out. Yeah. <laughs> as if yeah, as if the other five guys are still on the ice right now and Lotfi are hanging out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't, yeah, yeah. that's a weird one. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, I got a game for you. Okay, wow. Got a game for you. Game and then Oofel, or is there more? Game, then the Oofel. Alright, let's game do it. The Oofel. Okay. Okay, so, yeah. You were supposed to have some help with this one tonight. Um, potentially had a guest. Not with us tonight. But we got a bonus episode, got a bonus episode I guess, that we'll get to here soon. Yeah. Uh, coming out that we're going to have plenty of guests. So yeah. there's no real need for my, my so point, we had two last week. My, my point was is that this might be a little trickier than... Because you're supposed to work together. It was supposed to be you and a and a buddy kind of yeah, working I mean, together. Given the guests that I was supposed to have, I don't really know that it's going to make a huge difference. Exactly. But... You're, you're going to be alone on this one, unfortunately. Yeah. We're going to play Time Warp. Remember Time Warp? We did this with uh, Have a Cigar by Pink Floyd. Oh yeah. Um, now I'm gonna I'm gonna make an, a bit of an amendment to this particular game. Yeah, I don't remember how it's played either, so you just explain. Last time we, we did it, we had a situation where I had a series of questions, and each one that you got wrong, you lost 30 seconds off right. the time of the song. Right. Right? Now. Am I going to gain time now? No. This, this time if around. Gonna, if I've, we're going to listen to this song for like 15 minutes, it's going to be fucked. This time around, I got a countdown. So I, I have 10 facts, or 10 questions, I'll say, for you. And we're going to count down. We're going to go from 10 to 1. And it's all dependent on how many answers you can come up, can come up with from each category. Now, you can skip a category if, if say, you get halfway through category okay. 8. But the idea is try to get it all done before the try song Try to get as many song. as you can before the song ends. Now, I'm not going to take away time from you. That's the only okay. difference. If you get it but, wrong, I, but I have, whatever, like four minutes to guesses, do this. But you've only got until the end of the song. I'm trying to think. Uh, it was off the air, but James kind of spoiled what the song is here. And I'm trying to think how long the song is. I feel like it's I have... about five minutes. Is it that long? Yeah. I thought I had like four minutes and one second would no. have been my guess. So I'm already off to bad start. I didn't guess the correct length of this yeah. song. So we're going to go from 10 to times. 1. Do you have any questions? The no. number, the number sounds pretty clear. So, I can skip so like a category. Question ten will have ten answers. Question one will have one answer. Oh shit! <laughs> okay, so, so could I, in theory, just hit, say skip? No, that would be a bad strategy. It's best to just go at it. All right, yeah, no, just give it to me. All right, I but will. I can skip. And if I say skip on question eight, you'll go to question seven. Yep. That uh, probably sounded really dumb for people listening, but yeah. All right, let's go. Okay. I'm going to read you the first question, and I will hit the go button. All right. All right. So, for number 10... We should do Who Wants to Be a Millionaire song. Oh, by the way, this, the song is the final countdown. We should do ha, ha, Millionaire again, because I, I, I felt really good about that, but I didn't go far. <laughs> it was just fun editing the fucking song. And, yeah. Uh, right uh, fun. Question number 10. Well, or, or no, uh, yeah, whatever. 
As the original Ottawa Senators won the Stanley Cup in the early days of the NHL, name ten players off. Name the ten franchises that have yet to win a title. Oh, currently active. Yeah, uh, including the Ottawa Senators, who technically won yeah, 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 yeah. The San Jose Sharks, the Vegas Golden Knights, the uh, wow, Vancouver Canucks, the Buffalo Sabers, the. Wow, the Flames won one. Um, Columbus Blue Jackets. Minnesota Wild. The uh, Florida Panthers. Uh, wow. How many was that? Seven. The... Uh, no. Arizona Coyotes. Ten? I'm just panicky because my time limit. The Winnipeg Jets and the <laughs> You're a minute in on your <laughs> ten questions. National Predators. All right, that's it. Uh, question two: the nine active leaders in goals in NHL. Oh my god, this is horribly difficult. Um, oh, of the active, active. Uh, Alexander Ovechkin. Yeah. Uh, Zach Parise. No? Steven Samkos. Uh, wow. Is there an extended version of the song? <laughs> um, Evgeny Malkin, Sidney Crosby. Uh, who else used to be good? Nikita Kucherov? No? I'll, I'll, I'll highlight them if you get them right. If you get them all right, I'll move on. But I'm not going to... Uh, Alright, skip. Can I skip mid-category? Alright. Eight players born outside of North America serve as all-time leaders for an NHL franchise. Name these eight players. You should just ask me to name not... Anzi Kopitar? He's not the all-time leader for points in the Los Angeles Kings system. Oh Wayne Gretzky. Oh my god, but like... Franchise from non-traditional countries? From outside North America. Oh. Um... Yeah, this was a lot to jam-pack in. Ovechkin. Um, you are halfway through the song. Yeah, no, I... I yeah. Skip and try to yeah, I'm going to have to skip that one. That, that, that yeah. one's brutal. The seven NHLers that played without a visor in this year's playoffs. Oh, uh, yeah. Jamie Benn didn't make it. That's a good start. Zdeno Chara. Um, man, he didn't make it either. Skip. The six players who had 20 or more even-strength goals this season. Uh, Matthews, McDavid, Crosby, Dreisaitl, uh, I'm just going to keep saying names. Who got goals? Toffoli, probably. Um, uh, skip. Of the top ten goaltenders in terms of wins, these are the only five not born in Quebec. Top ten? Yep. All time. All time wins. Not born in Quebec. 
All I can think of is Quebec goalies. Uh, Curtis Joseph? Ed Belfort. Dominic Hasek. Is that five? Uh, <laughs> uh, skip. Excluding the original six franchises, the four teams that have qualified for the playoffs the most times. St. Louis Blues? You got 50 seconds. Colorado Avalanche. Um, New Jersey Devils. Buffalo Sabres. Moving on? Or? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, of the players traded on trade deadline day, the only three that have scored at least 60 points at some point in the season. The three players traded on, what, this deadline day? Taylor Hall, if he counts. Um, maybe Paul Mary. No, Zajac did it. I'll just go with those three. Of the players that suited up in the Lightning's Game 5 win, the only two that did not win the Stanley Cup with the team last year? Um, uh, David Savard and... Oh, man, this was an easier one. That's time. Damn, damn. All right. That was, that was, that was the most stressful quiz I've ever taken I'm, in my life. I'm so sorry. Of every exam I've ever taken in university, I've never been that stressed out. That was fucked. All right, now here, here's the good news. Wow. Category 10. What? I'm going to finish my bottle of wine? That's probably the good news at Cate- this point. Category 10. Of the 10 teams that did not win a Stanley Cup, you got all 10. So yeah. So you're off to a good start there. Yeah, I, I lollygag there for sure. The nine active leaders in goals in the NHL. You had Ovechkin, Crosby, Stamkos, Malkin. They were 1, 3, 5, and 7. Okay. You missed Patrick Marlowe at 2. Eric Stahl at 4. Sure. Joe Thornton at 6. Sure. Patrick Kane at 8, and Jeff Carter at 9. Yeah. For whatever reason, I wasn't thinking old. I was thinking still good. Sure. That, that <laughs> fucked me up. Yeah, that'll hurt. So. I don't think Austin Matthews is very high. Yeah like, yeah, like in hindsight, it's like, how many goals do I think Nikita Kucherov fucking has? Mm. <laughs> He's good, but... Uh, category 8 was 8 players born outside of North America that serve as the all-time leader for an NHL franchise in, you know, points. Yeah. You had Ovechkin. Which is correct. He, he is the all-time point scorer for Washington. Yeah. Uh, Timo Solani, Anaheim Ducks. Stan Makita from yeah, the Chicago Blackhawks. Yeah, yeah. No, I, Makita came to mind, like, just now, but... Miko Koivu from the Minnesota Wild. I had no, no idea. That's her. That that team is so bad that I assumed the four years that Gabrick was there that he still leads them in points. Who or that it's would, like... Who also would count. Or that it's like Kaprizov now. <laughs> Kaprizov. Uh, Henrik Sedin, not Daniel, for the Vancouver Canucks. I can't tell them apart. So. Patrick Eliash from the New Jersey Devils. That's cool. Yeah. I like that. Daniel Alfredson from our, our friends at the Ottawa I don't Senators. like that that much. Oh. I don't like him. Okay. Uh, and I'm surprised you miss it. Matt Sundin from the Toronto Maple Leafs. Yeah. Is he that? He is. He's our guy. I mean, that makes sense, but that... He got a raw deal, man. People yeah. need to give him more fucking love. Come didn't on. He, didn't he? Uh, the seven, he doesn't want to leave? Good. Fuck him. Don't leave. The, Sign for 10 more years. He deserve it. Who gives a shit? The He'd still be on NHLers the team. that play without a visor in this year's playoffs. You had Char. Okay. Uh, Bogosian, I realized afterwards, yeah. does not wear a visor. So, Zach Bogosian. Mm-hmm. Okay. I know the visor guys. So, like, that, that one bugged me that I didn't get. Um, 
just trying to think of who made the playoffs. That's the thing. Damn. Does Tampa have a guy? I don't think Tampa has a guy. Okay, who are the guys? You want, you want, you want the answers? Yeah, who are the guys? Um, you missed Ryan Reeves? Yeah, Revo. Joe Thornton? Yeah. Ryan O'Reilly? Yeah, my guy. Jordy Ben? <laughs> yeah. And Matt Martin? You know what's funny with Jordy Ben is Jordy Ben had... I don't know what happened, but he had some sort of an injury that he tossed on a visor. For probably, like, for all I know, it was one game in Vancouver. But I saw that game, and I just figure him to be a visor guy now. I never think of him, but he literally, he wore one for maybe one game in the NHL. I know he did, but anyway. Uh, The six players who had 20 or more even strength goals this season. You had Matthews and McDavid. That was it. (laughs) Uh, Third was uh, Alex Brinkett. Really? Okay. Uh, Brad Marchand and Miko Rantanen tied with 21. Okay. And with 20, Mitch Marner. I had no idea that... Well, I, I knew Mitch Marner didn't have a power play goal this year. Um, I had no idea Miko Rantanen had a... I was surprised with Had that. a good year. Yeah, I, I was surprised. I, honestly, you never hear about him, you yeah. know? Uh, of the top 10 goaltenders in terms of wins, these are the five not born in Quebec. So the five that were, you got Waugh, Brodeur, oh, Fleury, Luongo... I wasn't making a joke. And Jacques Plant. When I said they literally yeah. all came to mind. The five that aren't are Ed Belfour, who you got. Curtis Joseph, who you got. In second is Henrik Lundqvist. Okay. Uh, Terry Sawchuk. Yeah, I didn't. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, he came to mind, but that's for fair. some reason I thought he was French for like a split second. <laughs> and I Sous panicked, Saint, James. And, and Sault Ste. Marie, which is a very French sounding. Uh, you got Tony Esposito. Was Hasek on there too? Then no, he did not make. The, he's not top ten. Really? Eh? He he came so late in his career. Right? Bad teams yeah. too. I yeah. get it. I just you know, yeah. Uh, excluding the original six franchises, the four teams that have qualified for the playoffs the most times, you had the Blues. Who? Are, That's it, eh? <laughs> they are uh, first. Uh, I realized after the Flyers have got to be one of them. Flyers are second. Yeah. Penguins are third. Yeah, fuck, that. That's the, a dumb one. And the Dallas it. Stars are fourth. Really? Eh? Yeah. That's cool. I like the Stars. Uh, three of the players traded on trade deadline day, the only three that have scored at least 60 points at some point in a season. You got Taylor Hall. Okay. You missed Jeff Carter. Oh, fuck. And you missed a guy that had exactly 60 points in his third season. Did Jack never got 60 points? I thought he had one year he got 60 points. Fuck. All right. Eric Gustafson. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's mint. Uh, number two was of the players that suited up for the Lightning's Game 5 win, the only ones that did not win the Cup with the team the year before. He had Dennis Savard. That is correct. Mm-hmm. The other was Ross Colton. Was not with the Lightning yeah. last year. For whatever reason, I took it as out of the organization, not on the roster. Yep. So that, But that, that's crazy they have that many guys back. Fucking yep. good for them. Must be nice. And number one, we didn't even get to it, so I'll give you a chance to answer. It won't mm. count for the uh, you know the points, but it's whose lines anyway, I guess. Is it Wayne Gretzky? Uh, number one, the only player to ever sign for a league max cap hit. We talk all about how Connor McDavid's overpaid and Austin Matthews is overpaid, but none oh of these guys signed God. for league max. One guy did it. It's the Hurricanes kid, isn't it? Who the hell is the Hurricanes kid? No, okay. Well, then maybe this might be... Pre- Jeff O'Neill? 
<laughs> no, so you might we might not be looking for the same thing here. There's a guy, maybe it wasn't League Max though. There's a guy who signed a deal on the last day of the season. And the way the salary cap used to work, it used to Oh, I see what you go saying. up exponentially from the day. So it Percentage used to of the cap. it used to like reverse prorate kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, I know what you're saying. Yeah. And he had a very generic name like I I want to say Nick Jensen. I know it's not Nick Jensen. But he had a name like that, right. and he literally has a cap hit of like fourteen point five million. And but Even he's never played paid, a game in the league. Like, yeah, yeah. No, I, yeah. This guy went into it. The so team is, knew that they were giving him. So this I is an can't actual pay you guy. Any more than the, the league is telling me, I can't spend this much more on you. Okay, I'll take that. Last fifty years. Oh yeah. Well, cap era. Oh, it's cap era. <laughs> oh yeah. Um, uh, man. Only name that makes sense is Yarmie Yager. Would you believe it was Brad Richards in 05 Yeah, no, I actually, I remember that now. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. No, yeah. One, two, three, Brad four, Richards five, made a lot six, of money seven, playing eight, hockey. Nine, right? 10, 11, 12, 13. You got 23. Do you think Brad Richards is like the most consistently overpaid guy? Like, good player, but he always made, a, like, man, his deal with the Rangers, he made like $8 million a year. And he was like third line guy, 50, 60 point guy. You know what I mean? When he went to Dallas, like he, he made a lot of money always. He, yeah, he, he definitely had like that, I benefited, benefited from the cap more than anybody else type of. Don't get me wrong. Last like two, three years of his career, he played for like a million dollars or yeah. like, you know what I mean? But, 7.8 million was the contract, by the way. Uh, in 06, yeah. 07 that he signed. That was League Max. That, Good for Brad League Richards. Max, 7.8. Isn't that wild? And now we're talking about Philip Pinot getting $7 million. It was crazy he won that Con Smythe, too, yeah. as much as I like Brad Richards, right? Like, think about all like the two... I was going to say, think about all the guys on that team. You think about the other two guys on that team, man. You would have thought that they would have won the Con Smythe. He was coming off a 91-point season when they signed him. So, yeah. like, kind of makes no, sense. No, he was good. Like, don't get me wrong. He fucking... Yeah. Brad Richards rocks, but... Hmm. hmm. Okay. I have, an, uh, I have an oofle. Oh, good. Because I was going to suggest like seeing tower colors, but I, I hope you have something better than that. Did you have a take about that? Did you have a take the other night? Um, I I mean, like I kind of do, but like like CN Rails is located like their headquarters is in Montreal, so like I don't know who has control of the tower. Like, does the city have any input on that? Probably not. I would imagine so. If, if, if you're a Montreal-based corporation and you happen to have a building in Toronto, then I, I get it. I'm not I'm not pissed yeah. off about that. I think people care too much. Just relax. Who cares? It's the colors of the tower. Who cares? No, but I, I, I get it. Like, say... say Okay, here, here's a they, good way They of beat us on a year where we were supposed to obliterate everyone. If they want to change the city name to Montreal 2, they have every fucking right to do that. Fuck it. They own Toronto. We blew it. You can fucking have the city. Have it. Take it. It's a shithole anyway. It's fucking your city now. Here's here's my Am thing. Am I mad still? Maybe. Here's my thing. If if I had to wake up tomorrow <laughs> and go down and I saw the sleeping giant <laughs> wearing a hab sweater. Like, I wouldn't want to look at that. That would piss me off if I had to look at that, right? Yeah. But the thing that really bothered me is the idea that, like, if the Leafs were the last team standing, 
Are we gonna fucking fire up the Calgary Stampede to have Toronto blue and white bunting? Well, we would never beat Calgary in a playoff game. They don't make the playoffs, James. Are we gonna have like Portage and Maine draped with? They're a playoff team. Blue and white. You just couldn't name a Montreal manu- uh, monument, could you? I don't know. What I've never they, been there. What, what do they have? Bananas. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. You know that island where they have Oshaga? What are they going to name that Toronto Island? There's already one do? of those. What are they going to do? Matzah and blue cheese in their poutine? No. Yeah. Not a chance. There are people from this podcast, uh, or sorry, there are people that listen to this podcast from Montreal, and we just did them a great disservice, I'm sure. But I've never been there, as I mentioned well, you know last I mean? week. Like, like, no other city is going to like, well, they're the last team standing, we better acknowledge them. And, it like, was a stupid thing to do. Was, I wasn't was mad weird. about it, though. It like, if people, people were getting, like, upset. But, like, I, get, I get a lot of those people live in Toronto. Like, I understand that, right? If you have to walk out your front door and see that, <sighs> sure, maybe it pisses man, you yeah. off. If I have to walk out my front door and see, like, Whatever. a swastika, I'm not going to be too happy. Well, a bit of a different comparison, my guy. <laughs> You remember, remember that time I said that sometimes James says something in the last, like, ten minutes, and I have to cut it? And you're like, what the fuck are you talking about? That's the thing. Um, yeah, no, I have an oofle. Okay. Um, you know what? I'm, and I'm I figured... Excited. No, we're, well, you shouldn't be. We're, oh, we're going to keep it basic this week. Um, the reason being is you and I discussed before the episode about how... Um, you usually do sort of more mundane day-to-day things. And I usually do, like, pop culture things. It's usually the things we sort of pick. We just have better For those listening, uh, calm down. I do have a girlfriend. Uh, I'm not just boring and mundane. Happy birthday. Ironically, I'm the boring and mundane one. That's why I have pop culture references as mine. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, no. Um, the, the reason is I wanted to preview this one for June 25th. And I'm actually only previewing it because I'm going to forget to tell you. Uh, for our episode for June 25th, we kind of talked about it a few weeks ago. We're going to do overrated, underrated, favorite, least favorite Canadian bands. Oh, okay. Or top 10, maybe if we change it. But we're going to do something Canadian bands, because that'll be the episode that comes out before Canada Day. Okay? That'll be the last one before Canada Day. Okay. So we're going to do something Canada bands. So I didn't want to overload us on pop culture here. Sure. James, we heard this on a podcast that we listened to a few weeks ago. And I've always kind of wanted to know your opinions. We're doing overrated, underrated, favorite, least favorite McDonald's menu items. I want to know whether it's late at night, whether it's 2 p.m. on a Tuesday, you're going to get some McDicks. I want to know your thoughts on their menu, my guy. Mm. Now, the interesting thing is the podcast you and I listen to that do it. It's an American podcast. They got a lot of different menu items, so we don't have it. Pretty basic here, so you know what I mean. I I just kind of want to know your thoughts because I don't know if you're a big McDick's guy. I never used to be. I've eaten. I remember. I remember when you weren't. It was very weird. Didn't go for. I would say for years at a time. The only reason that I got back into it is because I worked near one when I worked at Metro, and even then, it took me a long time to go back. Like I would get it. On my lunch break when I was working midnights, because it was the only yeah. thing nearby that was open other than our store, so I go get it there. But um, no, even then, uh, probably the last five years, I started eating more McDonald's. Now, and, and I, I knew this about you. Okay, I, I didn't hold it against you, right? Like I, I, sure. I respected your boundaries. It used to make but me I, sick, but I always wondered, like, what did you do at like two in the morning when you're coming home from the bar? Like, what, what was your 
that that's part of the reason why it became okay. more in the because that's rotation. that's where it I, was more like a teenage thing. I wouldn't touch the stuff. That's where I really fell in love with McDonald's. Was like I'm fucked up. I need some food. What's open? Oh, the only place in town, put, McDonald's. Put yeah. it put it this way. I'll admit this freely on the podcast. Till I was about twenty two, twenty three, uh, there was a, like a seven year stretch prior to that where I didn't eat anything from McDonald's other than their fries, mm. their breakfast sandwiches, mm. or a McDouble or a, or a McChicken or a, sorry, Junior Chicken, not McChicken. Okay, that was it. Four menu items that I would eat. Mm. No Big Macs in that time. Nothing. Quarter pounders. None of their special things, you know. Right. My favorite thing when we used to go there drunk was um, uh, I'm friends with a guy who used to work at McDonald's when we were in high school. His name's Brandon Polhill. Hmm. And Brandon would go there and uh, would order a junior chicken. But he wouldn't just order a junior chicken. It would be like the bun from a different burger. And then there would be like the spicy sort of Thai sauce he'd put on. There'd be a different mayo from a different burger. Don't use the lettuce from the junior chicken. Use it from this other burger. Because there was different lettuce apparently. Yeah. He would have eight mods to go through. To get an order that costs $3.30. Like you know those people that post like the orders on like the, the Starbucks cup? Yeah, like, this is why, and that and that's the crazy thing is <sighs> is Pole Hill is is not picky in that regard. Only when he went there, because he worked there and knew them, he felt like, well, they won't get mad, and I know the best way to make this, so he would just order it that way. Mm. It was priceless every time because we'd be drunk and he'd be like, yeah, two junior chickens, and then we'll get another two junior chickens, and then three McDoubles, and then uh, what does Pole Hill want? Okay. Here's what I want. It's like, like, pulls out like, like a pad of paper. Literally like fucking pocket. hips on the window and he's leaning into the fucking microphone. Just being like, alright! Here's what we're gonna get, alright? Junior chicken, but it's not just a junior chicken. Here's what we're gonna do. Yeah, I can see how that might turn a guy off to go McDonald's for sure. Yeah, it was awesome. Do you, do you, think, do you think Harvey's has like 2am service on like... Week weekends, I could I could get on board with that. Yeah, I wonder if it'd be worth it. Maybe not. Maybe I don't know. I wonder if it'd be worth it to open up like a Harvey's. Say you and I bought a opened up a Harvey's. Okay, I'm listening. No, I understand that. So say we opened up a Harvey's. Mm-hmm. Do you think it'd be worth it to be open till three a.m. to take advantage of the drunk market, or do you think McDonald's has that basis covered? Because here in Thunder Bay, I think you'd benefit, right? Because it's only McDonald's that late. We don't have a late night diner. We don't have anything here. There's nowhere else to eat past 1 a.m. A&W has started to like creep into that That's Friday, the only Saturday. other one. And like A&W will give they're them credit. They're so slow though. Well, but because, because they're making food. They're not yeah. fucking. Um, they're not throwing a piece of plastic I'll, on a fucking grill I'll, and then putting it in a bun. I'll say this. It depends on your proximity to the downtown core. The further away you get from Red Well, River, no, I'm not asking us to open up a Harvey's like where the Robins used to be out by the tournament center. I'm saying... No, but I... I and, and while I acknowledge that, <laughs> the further you get away very, from that, that Red River core, well I think you start losing the perspective market. Okay, so say we... Didn't I hear something? When, Wendy's is closing in Canada? Did I hear that? I hope not. Is that... Is that okay, 
Say say it's Wendy's on Memorial Avenue. Okay. Do you think if we opened up a Harvey's there, even no, if no, we even no, if no, we why even not? if we ran the Wendy's, why not the Wendy's be, on Red River? For argument's sake, I'm saying, <laughs> do you think the Memorial one would do well enough? Because I'm not asking. Like I understand. No, I understand. I understand if we went into where the Mr. Sub used to be and is now Cupid, literally on Red River Road, yeah. right across from the foundry. I could sell you, uh, well, street meat does it. I could sell you anything in a bun, and uh, the drunk people will buy it. Yeah. I get that. No, that's that's too close. I'm asking you if you think Memorial, Memorial Avenue, Memorial's too far. 3 a.m., if it would if it would outweigh the, the no. cost. Probably no, not. Because you got to go past three McDonald's to get there. And so, you th- so, but you think McDonald's has the, the basis covered? Yeah. What yeah. I think you could do, they do too. is, like, for example, you know where the Walmart is on on Dawson, technically, you know, Red River Dawson, whatever, up up there, the uh, Walmart. Yeah. They're building a Burger King in that parking lot currently. Okay. If that was a Harvey's, I think you got a shot. Because what you got to take into account is that, like, half the fucking people in this city are from Port Arthur, right? So yeah. if, you're, if you're driving home, for you and I, stopping at Memorial Wendy's, ah, that's fine. It's on our way. But half the people in this fucking city aren't going that way to begin with to get home. Half of them are already on hmm. the correct side of town. So you got to be in that, like, Red River Road area where it's like, even if it's a little out of the way, okay. It's it's just as close as McDonald's, but it's an option that isn't McDonald's, right? Anything south of that Red River, like, street bumping area, you're fucked, I think. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. Overrated, I think, is the Quarter Pounder. Wow. All right. It's, it's good. Please explain. It's good. It's just like... Look, I'll, I'll give them credit. I think that, generally speaking... Most of their specialty burgers seem to have a one-up on the Quarter Pounder. And I think the Big Mac is unique enough. Like, I think the Quarter Pounder is essentially your basic cheeseburger that you get at most restaurants. And McDonald's doesn't necessarily do it any better. Sorry, most of their specialty... How many specialty burgers do you think they have? Well, they always got a thing going on. It's their fucking Western burger or whatever the fuck. There's always something. It's not Burger King, my guy. It's not the flaming no, jalapeno they do, Western Rider Whopper. It's the Big Mac and the Quarter Pounder. That's it. <laughs> so you think that these specialties are just a one-up of the Quarter Pounder? Like it's just adding things to the Quarter Pounder? Pretty much. Well, then Same I like fun. those versions of the Quarter Pounder. Yeah. I just don't find I just I don't find the Quarter Pounder enticing enough on its own. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, overrated is the McRib. Well, it's not a permanent menu item, is it? Is it a McDonald's item? Yeah, I guess. It, yeah, you're not wrong. It's bad. It's not good. <laughs> because that's the thing. When it does show up, people go bananas for it. And it's like, uh, you're the wrong type of monkey for that banana. Because it's not good. It's not It's not even rib, I don't think. No. I, I don't know there's what no it way, is, but that's not no what it is. There's no way there used to be a bone in that meat. No. <laughs> not a rib. I mean, if you want to go into questioning where McDonald's uh, gets their meat, 
We we could be in a slippery slope uh, here. We have the meats. Yes. Uh, underrated. Hmm. Well, I mean, unless you're a 20-year-old going to the bar, I don't think you really understand how good the junior chicken is. It's the junior chicken. You know what I mean? Like it's the, the junior, the junior chicken. chicken. The chicken itself does all the work. No. You don't think so? No. Yeah, well, I mean... The bun is nice and everything. The, bun, the like, bun's nice. The, every, that, the, the combo's the, nice. The I'm just saying. The sauce they put on there is fucking. Well, it's just, I think it's just mayo. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it's 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 great. Like it's it's very good. But now, uh, now, how crushed were you when they told you at COVID, uh, we're not doing the Thai sauce thing anymore because that was a staple. Junior chicken with Thai. No, I I get it. again. Brandon Polhill. <sighs> yeah, they don't do that anymore. Apparently. Yeah, that's that's quite a shame. No, it's the most underrated. Like I just, oh, I, I don't think it'd be a thing that people would think to go and get unless it's got they're... a bite to it. Yeah, it's great. I'm going with Donald's tonight. Yeah, that's fair. That was your underrated. My, oh, hands down. Yeah, my 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 favorite's a Big Mac. I I love a Big Mac. I, I fuck up a Big Mac. I I really enjoy it. Uh, I've heard people really really love the fries. The fries are fine for sure. I don't I don't hate the fries. But to say the fries would be my favorite, it's just an accessory to whatever I'm getting, I think. I've never just gotten their fries, I don't think. So, uh, yeah. All right. It's so, Big Mac. So my favorite comes with an asterisk. Sure. My favorite is the fries. <laughs> if, if I'm there between noon and six. Okay. Because the little old ladies that they uh, employ to work... The lunch shift on a Wednesday when the high schoolers are at high school, they know how to make the fuck of the, the fucking fries. Okay, they salt the shit out of those fucking babies. They soak those puppies in the fucking oil, right? They come out piping hot, salty as a Mediterranean clam. I love. I can't get enough of the two to six p.m. fry. As soon as that fucking dipwit shows up, dipwit for his Weird. shift, he forgets how to make the fries. All right, he forgets the salt one time. Other times, there's way too much salt, but he doesn't dip them in the oil, and they just suck. Okay, so if I'm out looking for McDonald's between noon and six, the fries are my favorite item. That being said. I think the safe bet, regardless of when you go, has got to be the cheeseburger. Yeah, they've never they've never fucked up my cheeseburger. This is this again. It's a it's a very hotly contested debate here. If I'm going at noon, and I want a burger, I don't I don't want the cheeseburger. The Big Mac's better. The quarter pounder's better. Hmm. The junior chicken's better. But if I get the cheeseburger at noon, it's fine. And it's just as fine as it is at 2 in the morning. For whatever reason, they don't have the same dipwits making the burger or baking the buns or melting the cheese. It's just a consistent, you're never, you're never let down by that cheeseburger. I don't, I don't care what time of day it is. It's, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be just right. Hmm. Well, I'm glad you, you feel passionate about this. I do. I'm glad you chose this topic. Yeah. Well, yeah. that's 
Yeah, clearly. No. Uh, filet fish is my least favorite, I would say. Have you had one? Yeah. Holy fuck. <laughs> All right. I love fish. I love fish and chips. You make fun of me for loving chip, uh, fish and chips, and I won't even fucking try this sandwich. No, I had it a long time ago, and it was bad. Mm. It's it's just... Yeah, fish is not something you eat if it's bad quality. Mm-hmm. And McDonald's, obviously, most of their meat is bad quality. So you can put two and two together. Uh, not very good. You? It's the um, it's the pancakes for me, and I'm not even gonna like do them the the, the diligence of saying hotcakes because that's what they like to call them. But they suck. They 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 like who 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 are eating these things at nine o'clock in the morning? You have a a perfectly good breakfast sandwich the sausage mcgriddle mm-hmm. if if you want to tame it down and just get you know like a an a egg and, and and cheese and sausage little little biscuit sandwich you can do that if if you want a a muffin or a hash brown it's all great options the fucking pancakes there suck dick like my dad makes a bad pancake. Like, to the point where I can't really uh, eat more than one. But, yeah. McDonald's, just, there's something about it. I, 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 can't, I can't order that shit. One too many hockey tournaments in Terrace Bay, I suppose. I don't, I don't know where it is. Hmm. Yeah, they're not great. Not good. Not good. Or as John would like to call them, a hot cake. Because that's what they say on the menu. Right. Of course. Mm. Uh, I am Brutes Battaglia of the high button. I'm the man in the green girdle. (laughs) There it is. It's an Easter egg in there. Had a hell of a time with that last week. That that was a lot of fun. Hello. uh, Hello. (laughs) (laughs) Hello. I'll bring that back one episode. What was I watching this week? And I was just like, he was kind of talking with like, oh, it was Malcolm, Malcolm in the middle. middle. Yeah. Fucking Hal answers the phone, just like, hello, governor. <laughs> it's like, ah, it reminds me of James for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you can uh, catch us next week when, when we do this again, I guess, when, when there's no birthdays to celebrate. Happy birthday, everybody. Yeah, goodbye. I'm telling you, this place is perfect. You're going to make friends in no time.
suppose it's my confession that you were my main obsession, but we're left with no direction. Still, I want you to stay. Guess I couldn't face rejection or even my own reflection. Now I've got to face the question: Were we happy this way? Just let me down, I'll be okay. Just let me down. Just let me 